I'm not going to say things like, don't worry, Aaron, we'll be your beard for you and then not have it recorded. No. What the f*** going on down there? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's WTF at TFW. It's Saturday, uh, the 14th of November. I'll just briefly say that Friday the 13th of November was a pretty awful day for a hell of a lot of people all over the globe. And what I'd just like to say is do what you can to feel safe. Do what you can to help and heal and, and try to turn your energy into that is what I'll say. Anyway, I'm joined by TJ Omega. I just want to let everyone know love everybody and uh me and tj together are aaron's beard because we're joined by this glistening face this baby face toddler chin smooth as silk little boy over here uh named aaron hi aaron je suis parisien how's, how's it going there little guy uh i back to I, I i'm to a gregory house md level of scrubs so uh i'm missing lupus <laughs> Because it's never lupus. It's oh, slowly man. coming we back. We haven't had lupus in so long. I know. You better show up in the comments section. Like, I know he yeah. backlogs this stuff sometimes. Aaron, that's that's good news that your stubble's already coming back. Because how scary would it be if you, if it just never grew back? Um. So, uh, the other thing that happened <laughs> oh, no. shortly before Extra what? Life is I'm engaged now. Didn't we talk about this? Pretty yes. sure. Yes. I'm, it was okay. a what we got. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Weird. Um, however, so I, I shaved down to the mustache to see what that would like coming on the way back out um, because it's kind of hard to put facial hair back on, sort of a weird, like, get it out of the sink and and, and paste it Elmer's. thing. Um, but I thought, like, hey, I'll see what I look like with just a mustache. And then I realized I look way too much like my father. Blech. And Alfie looks into the bathroom at that point in time and she goes, oh, God, no. You look way too much like your dad. I'm like, okay, yeah, I know, I know. It's kind of kind of creeper mustache a little bit, which doesn't look as bad on dad because he's got some some salt and pepper action going on on it, and he's like earned that look. He's got the the weathered face from from a hard life or whatever, and uh, so then took it all the way off to to baby face, and then I came back out, and then that was a scream and a I love you. But you've got to have your facial hair back before we get married. So, so you had a little bit of pressure. So, so uh, well, th- that or I can fix this problem by continuing to shave. <laughs> you've got an out. She's what a horrible in- thing to say. Horrible she's thing for me to say. She's involved a couple of rooms away, so I can get away with that. Horrible thing for me to say. It's just on me. I don't give you whatever you say. She'll beat you up. But you know, I, I'm over here in Canada. That's horrible of me to say. Hitting myself in the wrist. Aaron, I was just going to say that. How weird would it be if you then called your dad and were just like, yo, so we just figured out your mustache is a creeper mustache. <laughs> just, we're not judging, we're not telling you to get rid of it, we just want you to know that we realize that we actually think it looks creepy. Yeah. Yeah, once, once that <laughs> anyway, mustache happy was me, Day. oh god. No. Uh, anyway, hi everyone, we're here to talk about Transformers, not just Aaron's facial hair, although Aaron is fresh off Extra Life and I'm sure that's gonna, that's gonna probably come up while we're talking about stuff. Uh, we even talked about it. I was going to say last week, two days ago, when I recorded last week's podcast uh, with with Ian Hard Return. Um, but we've got some Transformer stuff to cover. Uh, we got a big thing to cover first. We got a leak off of was this leak off of Weibo? Yeah, Weibo. We leaked off of Weibo. 
uh, Titan Wars. So it was called Titan Wars still at some point. Uh, Titans Return Fortress Maximus. We got his uh, like major product info sheet. A little bit squished. Uh, General Techno on Twitter stretched it out like uh, horizontally a bit. And that made it look pretty much like exactly what it probably will look like. But we are getting a look at Fortress Maximus, his feature set. We're also getting a look at his 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 SRP, his expected release date. And then this is a part uh, that was mentioned to me earlier today when I was talking to, to Ian Reid. Um, the, the global and U.S. volumes are on there, too, which generally toy companies don't like to see getting out. Yeah. Uh, in this case, we know globally there will be 9,000 Fortress Maximus. In, in the U.S., there will be 3,000 Fortress Maximus. This is... Uh, he's going to retail for SRP of 180, so whatever you know, at Toys R Us probably 250, and yeah. <laughs> uh, they're looking to have him out around the 19th of February. Uh, the idea is he'll be the first Titans Return product. He'll have an exclusive sword, an exclusive Titan Master. Uh, he'll have a deluxe Titan Master Cerebros and a premium G1 Deco and labels, which makes me think they're doing this as a special version to launch the thing, and there will probably be a less fancy version at some yeah. some larger volume or some other market but um yeah we're getting a look at fortress maximus who and i'll say it right away a super heavy retool of titans uh or titan metroplex um so aaron uh i'm a I, i'm not in the toy industry and i have a layman's grasp of it that being a layman who pays too much attention to nonsense I'm a little freaked out about this kind of thing leaking out and i'm like damn how much like where where in the chain did this come out of like, yeah, who, I'm who sitting is... here looking at my Metroplex. Sorry if I'm far away from the mic. I'm sitting here looking at my Metroplex that's just right over there on the floor holding Nerf arsenals. And I can't really see where, I mean, other than the fact, like, the the his upper thighs? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Retooled using the upper thighs. Yeah, this is a Combiner Wars tier, like, like you know, new Combiner Wars tier level of retool on a titan toy yeah i'm not i'm thoroughly unconvinced that's a retool of any kind like i've got my metroplex i'm looking at it not even the thighs match now i'm looking at him too i i am i would be convinced that it's it's a cyclonus silverbolt tier thing where uh there could be like you know parts that are not as obvious that might be reused like joint systems or like you know internal bits <laughs> Well, well, okay. let's be honest here. Metroplex was not the most complicated toy to transform. Exactly. Right. And take so, a look take a look at that city mode. He's face down with his legs splayed behind him. This is about so, Fortress Maximus. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how Fortress Maximus did it. Exactly. So well, it's I, a retool of the Generation 1 Fortress Maximus then. Well, I was going to say that um, actually if, if those... It's a weird thing to, to hope for. I kind of hope those shins are hollow so you can pull the legs up like on the original Fort Max. But... Um, I mean, I, I think this like one of the and this is weird because it's on Fort Max too. one of the squares in his torso and then the shapes of his thighs make me think it's not unreasonable to treat this as a retooled Fortress Maximus. If it is an entirely new toy, then I'm not going to be mad and I'm probably not going to argue the point very much if someone really wants to get into it. Um, but, yeah, but you're wanting to argue the point now that it is. That's right. Well, I'm also looking at my Fort, uh, my Fort Max, and my Metroplex. I don't have I don't have Titans Return Fort Max yet. What? What are you talking about? I didn't steal one already. Um, if you added, because what I was thinking when they or when this rumor was going around was like, yo, if you added pectoral chunks to Metroplex that filled in his missing midriffs, 
they could totally fold together like the tower on Fort Mac. That totally looks like what's going on here. Uh, although I would say the tower is a little short, and I was hoping it would be a bit taller. Yeah. Like, it, I, I really hope those legs can fold up better. I mean, he's, I'll, miss, he's missing the he's missing the fortress part. I'll survive if they don't like they. You know, it looks like a a, a little fortress with two connected cannon emplacements as it is now. <laughs> the upside of this, though, like here, silver lining, swing those legs back into Robo mode position. You have the battleship mode. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, confirm. Oh, goody. Confirm triple changer. Uh, that's uh, adding twenty dollars to the prize. Yeah. <laughs> Battleship mode was just him laying down without his head in the first place. Yo, if they if they have the bridge section, I'm going to be ecstatic. You know, like a little bridge seat at the top of the tower on the back. I can't imagine they wouldn't. I'll be ecstatic. Um, I think that, if, you know, if anything's going to be pushing the price up on this, it is the inclusion of Cerebros. Like, that's what probably is making him more expensive. Because that's a whole extra deluxe. So... That's probably it. I think this looks cool. I don't think this looks game changing, but I think this looks super cool. Um, you know, for a big Fort Max, it looks like Fort Max. I just hope his hips are tighter than Metroplex's. Because Metroplex's hips are a bummer. And more so his knees, actually. His knees also. These, these knees make it tighter, man. Just make everything tighter. Aaron, how do you feel about Fort Max from what we're seeing? From this one kind of pudgy photo? Eh, it looks okay. Just throw it in Photoshop, stretch it up. I'd do it for you, but I'm lazy. No, I I, I did see the stretched out photo of okay. it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's the color placement is really good. I I mean, they can match a Fortress Maximus. However, this is a a potato level photo. That's definitely not to be released. So again, it's it's. I, it I think says that right on the it, bottom. Yeah, I, I, I think I think at this point we're we're mounting out of molehills no matter what we say. Uh, I Here's my big question. Who the hell is David Shua and what was he hoping to get out of putting his look, name on the thing look, three times? You know what he got? He got you to say his name. That's true. Grats, David Shua. That's twice now. Well, he's on there three times, so I might as well drop one more David Shua. Yeah, okay, now you've summoned him from the ether. <laughs> Plays right into his hands. Sounds of bees, and he just comes out of my wall, and he's like, Candy Man. <laughs> <laughs> or he might be the Hasbro Asia Regional Customer Strategy and Marketing Director, but little known fact, I heartily believe that is Candy Man. Um, well, TJ, how are you taking this, uh, this, this obviously not intended sneak peek at Fortress Maximus? This is always the kind of leak that's very interesting, especially when you have very, uh, very legal looking, please don't show this to anybody text on the picture. Mm -hmm. um, the toy itself, like, I, I knew, I, you kind of knew Fortress Maxos is coming. Uh, again, like I'll say it, like, I really, I wish the, I wish the, uh, the battle, like, or the, the city mode, or I guess fortress mode in this case, I, I just wish it was a little bit tied her up like that doesn't seem like a a difficult bit of engineering to include i mean it's one of the it's it's a very simple transformer in the first place you're looking at it now i mean well just from the way we know toys are transformed to this or, or made at this point it's a lot of hollow construction in the first place his legs transform for that base mode by doing the split Mm -hmm. that's literally all that is going on there i have to believe there is some like fold up 
mechanism because it just does not like if there's okay so when we got the first one with metroplex i mean it's slavish to the original like there's so many places they could have enhanced it and improved it they did not it is just like the old one was so i can't imagine they would make such an oversight on this one well worst case can always just smash out the backs of his shins to be hollow just just get out just get out a you know a chisel and just smash out that that side of his legs just spend a day whittling with a exacto knife no that's why i said chisel just thwack go to the other one thwack it'll be jagged it'll be messy it'll work it's fine it's battle and, damage it gives him character yeah he's the size of a city he wouldn't notice it um I really want to know what Cerebros does, and I want to know who the sword is for. Is it for Cerebros or for Fort Max? Because if the sword is for Fort Max, then the discussion about his joint solidity gets even bigger. Because if his joints are not solid, and then he's trying to hold a giant PVC sword, then things are going to get a little bit messy. Um, I have one other thing I want to talk about. So this is our Titan figure, right? This is probably going to be our San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, right? Now, mm-hmm. last year... Devastator was. Now, Devastator came out in green. Obvious choice was, oh, they'll do G2 yellow or orange for San Diego. Instead, they did green again, but with chrome purple. So, the obvious thing, this is Fort Max. There are two other Maximuses to redeco him as. What completely irrelevant idea do you think we're going to get for San Diego? I'm thinking the guns in his legs will be chromed. Uh, Aaron, what about you? <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> um, I could potentially see the if they're trying to really sell the Masters stuff of Titan Wars or Titans Return or whatever. The little the I, little guys are the Titan Masters. So I could see the head or heads being the really upcustomed thing. Mm. Or what, uh, if, what if he just comes with like three more done as like that? That would be interesting too if they had a couple other pack in small heads. Yeah, like, you know, to inhabit the city mode and, and to mm-hmm. be the draw of, like, hey, look, it's Hook, Line, and Sinker from the comics as heads. I just like Hook, Line, and Sinker. Uh, mm-hmm. TJ, what are you thinking about the SCCC prospects of Fortress Maximus? Hmm. See, the first thought that comes to mind, mo- well, many thoughts come to mind, but just to keep the Fort Max name on it, I could either see, uh, say, marble colors. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes- Marvel colors, kind of pur- uh, what purpley, lavendery gray was it? Uh, got kind of a lavenderish on the head. He's got a lot more white. Yeah. What if what if they did Grand Max? No, that's ridiculous. Don't do that to me. Don't that's that's that ridiculous. Me. That's impossible. If they were gonna do that, I would have a San Diego G two Devastator right now. But I don't because something went intrinsically wrong with the universe last year. That's the San Diego exclusive thing. Is a master shell. You know, that'd be really freaking cool if that, if that is what they did. But they're not going to because that's too obvious. And <laughs> Man, I want that. <laughs> or the or the Brave Max Deco where you just paint in all the windows, you know? Well, they release in Brave Max, but then you don't get the sword. Yeah. And, and they, it still costs more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes out in Korea for $99 two years later. Yep. Uh, anyway... It's cool to see something like this now and then. Like, I'm not going to lie. It gives us something to talk about on here. But uh, when it's something this internal, I always have a little bit of a, little bit of a worry in the back of my head. 
if Jimmy Hasbro, who works at Hasbro, is the guy who gets who who is responsible for this when it leaked out, he's not necessarily the one who leaked it. Could have been an office person, could have been a temp who walked into his office and he left the door unlocked, where ostensibly that is his responsibility at the end. The person who leaked this is not necessarily the person who is going to reap the consequences of that. But that's me worrying about people whose jobs I am not related to, people I don't even know. And maybe they're scumbags and they deserve it. I don't know. Just saying, there are consequences for this kind of thing coming out when it says confidential internal use only on the bottom of the page. Uh, Aaron, am I being too much of, a, of an old hen about this? I worry that I'm becoming too too much of a transformer fan uh, parent. Uh, how do, how do you feel about kids getting in your yard that's fine it's my yards for okay so you, you don't want to run them out with a hose no or with a rake no okay you're, you're probably okay then okay that's good anyway yeah, i'm more worried about jimmy hasbro yeah well, jimmy hasbro he, he leaks he leaks product info like this and mechanicals and prototype shots with nda literally written on them in blood that's what jimmy hasbro does Anyway, let's move on to some new picture picks. I don't think we have anything else that could get someone fired that we could talk about in that. Uh, Aaron, do you have a new picture pick you'd like to talk about? And who could get in trouble as a result? Oh, for new picture pick, I mean, there's not really a ton out in the last two days. We didn't do new pick picks last week, though. Oh, yeah. I guess you didn't. So it'd be from whenever our last one was, huh? Yeah. I don't know. About the only other thing than what's already on our list of things, um, the um, Mastermind Creations Seraphicus Promenon. Oh, dude, there's something so obvious to talk about. I'm going to throw you down a staircase later. Maybe. Okay, fine. Right. <laughs> Let's talk about fine. Seraphicus Promenon. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, so that's the thing that I didn't quite get. I saw... So it sold... As just the core robot and then the trailer as two separate things? So that's the thing. I, I never got it quite straight because um, there are also bundle sets for sale. And I wonder if maybe the trailer okay. on its own is something that maybe won't be produced as much. I don't know. The idea behind this figure, as I saw it described on Facebook by some people who were piecing it together, is the core robot is Prima. And then you add the trailer to him to make him into Nova Prime. And it's not meant to literally be those characters, but that seems to be like the visual um, homage to both robot right. modes. Right. So if I were to buy the more expensive thing, that's both of them together at most places, the like $120 thing? No, uh, $200 is the two of them together. Okay. Because I guess everywhere that I'd kind of looked, it was the two of them separate, and it's like, yeah. it's it's two things, and oh yeah, okay, yeah, went oh, back uh, to Big Bad, th and yeah. there it is combined, yeah. Uh, that was added, no, that was added later, um, and, the, and then that, the third thing has an extra early bird five bucks off to be like 25 off, I think. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, at, to a Canadian, that's huge, okay? That's 200 like... <laughs> US, that seems pricey. So here's the thing that I, because... The price of the core robot makes total sense to me. Um, and I haven't messed with this thing at all, but it's been in a couple of conventions. I want to know a lot more about that trailer because the, tra the trailer costing more than the core robot makes me think that the trailer must be doing more than it appears to. Like, it's got to be more than yeah, just armor and a rack. The, the, the trailer armor rack thing looks like it's just pure parts form. And at that case, yeah, I don't know where oh. another... Sorry, I, $40 I, is going to. I do have a thing I can add in, which I saw 
Now, this is me half remembering third party forum threads. I want to say that I've seen it said that part of the point of the power cradle thing is that you don't parts form the armor onto him. You just stick him in there and the armor attaches to him all at once. Still, it's not like that's an exo frame, though. It's like you open the chest part up, the leg parts down, you put him in it. Yeah, yeah. And then you close them up and it snaps on him. Which, while cool, that still, to me, is parts for me. Well, I, I want to know, I want to know, here's the things I want to know, because, like, you know, technically, yes, it is boots and stuff, so it's parts, but I want to know, do I, the user, have to put parts on him piecemeal or take them off piecemeal, or is it, is the trailer built such such as I separate it from the vehicle, I yank on it and it turns into the cradle, I stick him in and close the chest and all his armor's on, and to take it off... I, I jam him into the empty cradle, open the chest, and pull the core out, and the whole thing can fold back up into a trailer again. Like, if it's engineered such that it does, like, a whole bunch of the finicky stuff by itself, the price will make a lot more sense You're still going to have to clip everything in. What if it all clip? Like, yeah, but what if you don't have to, like, pull a piece off, stick it on him, pull a piece off, stick it on him? Just, like, set Well, I, I'm saying, I, th- I, think, I think with him armored up... You push him back into the cradle, so you click the backpack into place, and you have to click the arms into place, and click the boots into place, and then whatever else, and then open it back up. So yes, it will, but it's not. I, 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 unless they come up with some sort of magic or Iron Man tiny servos, then no, it's still going to be. Who knows? <laughs> I won't put things past anyone anymore. But I am I am super curious. Like the price made me blink, and I'm like I I'm really curious. Like, is it also just is it just volume and parts count? Like, it could just simply be that. But yeah. uh, I want to know a lot more about that trailer because the trailer costing more than the core, uh, it makes me very very curious. Um, extremely curious. I I mean this thing's been showing up at conventions for a while too, and for a while it's looked pretty neat. Um, I like Nova Primes in general. Uh, I like mm-hmm. pri- I like the idea of a Prima as well. Um, actually, I like the idea of a Prima almost more so because I, I like I like figures of the mythological characters. Given how the and this is the wrong word for it, but the you know the aligned continuity quote unquote has been sort of not dropped, disappeared. But it's, it's not what it was going to be. Uh, I like, I like, you know, like the fact that Mastermind did that Soulless Prime, you know, like vestiges of it getting figure treatment kind of makes me happy after all the, you know, all the noise and all that artwork um, for it to at least amount to something, if not something that is also wholly IP infringing, like, you know, <laughs> it's coming together somewhere. <laughs> um, but this thing's not out till April. And given that they have a cut, co- like, you know, a painted color test shot basically done, I am guessing that, again, this is me thinking... If it's taking, if it's going to take till April to, you know, get everything ready, tentatively April, there has got to be something crazy going on with that trailer. Uh, that, you know, in still, in still photos is not very apparent. Because if all the trailer is, is unfold and here's a rack of parts, I don't get it. So I want, I really want to know <laughs> what's going on. Um, but I also think, I don't know. I think he looks, also, I think he looks cool. I think that. His little robot face looks a little bit Energon Prime hidden in the big helmet. Uh, because he has the same face in both robot modes. Uh, the helmet just kind of goes on over, like around his existing face. And uh, it's a choir. It's all, it's all over Facebook. 
I'm one of the ones who would have liked to see a you know a a mask clasped down over top of that somehow, but I, I we'll see how he turns out. Heron, you, you pointed him out. Is this just trying to get something, or do you actually have like an interest in in where this is going? I think he looks good. I've always liked Nova Primes as well. Mm-hmm. You know, when I see custom ones, I I it really draws to me because I like the the different version of an idea of the of a truck with a trailer that does things and combines up i think that that's really neat interesting and engaging um and that's why i've I've always kind of had a a, hey check that out on him yeah well you have until april you could keep shaving your beard and selling it (laughs) you know to make make wigs or whatever that work I, I, my beard hair is not that thick. Well, to make wigs. Get some better beard oil. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> get, get some, right on that. Then. And no one will, no one will judge you. It's current fashion right now, so everyone will think you're being hip. <laughs> Rub the oil in your, get that beard to be a good foot long, and then just. <laughs> anyway, uh, TJ, did you have any opinion on this thing, or do you just have a new pick? Pick. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay, yeah, no secret, I'm not a third-party guy. Honestly, uh, it's, it's in the realm of what I prefer third-party does, like, it's something that I'm not confident at all in Hasbro doing at some point, at least not to an effective degree. Like, I, I would expect a Nova Prime Optimus repaint, but not, like, full trailer, full wing and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. In that, I do think it looks really, really good. Like, I I like the style of it. I like the color scheme. I like the proportions. And yeah, I am equally interested in seeing how this armor thing works. Yeah, like what... And I, I mean, I'm assuming that there's, so, that there's something beyond parts count. I want to say once again, there's a good chance it is just volume and parts count that is an assembly that is causing that price. But I got a feeling like there's something else in there. Um, also, TJ... Specifically for you, there's something about this thing, and I want to see if you feel the same way, and you said you like the aesthetics. His, like, when he's fully armored up, he, in a very general aesthetic silhouette way, reminds me a ton of Galaxy Convoy. Like, in how beef his Mm. boots get. Like, there's something Cybertron-y about the way he bulks up. You kind of gets in there, yeah. Like, like like the thickness of those of those parts. It's it's kind of classic armor up mode. It, I kind of hit more along the lines of uh, of RID Prime, hmm. where that where the midsection mostly like because the midsection on him is mostly staying the same. Everything else around him is beefing up pretty good. Yeah, I, there's just, there's something like retro puff about the way he turned out that I kind of like. But uh, we'll see come April, I suppose. Um, well, TJ, do you have a new picture pick you'd like to talk about? Let's uh, see. Well, I don't know. I might as well. I might as well talk like I, I had. I had one, but there's just this. There's an oddity that came up that I. Th- I think is hard to resist. There's another movie toy coming out in Japan. Holy crap, I'm throwing both of you down the staircase. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah, movie toy. Yeah, this just took me by surprise too, especially because it got it we learned about it apparently a day before it's shipping. Yeah. Yeah. Like what the 
It's super. <laughs> That's bizarre. how you keep it on the down low. Yeah, but you don't. You don't leak your design docs. You just okay. suddenly release a movie toy <laughs> in 2015. Okay, I have a theory. Crackpot as it may be, I have a theory. Yeah. I mean, to start with, it's pretty much what I wanted that Sides White mold to be. Because it is the Dark of the Moon mold. I consider that the best of the Sides Wipes. Mm. And he doesn't come with the big stupid mech tech weapon that doesn't suit him. He comes with all of Crosshair's weapons, oddly enough. Which suit him in Dark of the Moon in the weird scene where he suddenly was a gunslinger. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> but it's all this nice metallic paint and... I will, I'm not going to lie, uh, if I come across a good chance to get it, I'm probably going to get it. Me too. The movie advanced exclusives have all been damn solid so far. Or, you know, uh, EXs. Yeah, uh, well, no, yeah. Well, well, for exclusives too, well, we'll talk a little bit about that later. Yeah. But, something in my head tells me, you know, it's been a while since... You know, it's, it's 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 been a little bit, so there's part of me that maybe thinks, like, could it be, could, like, could they have, like, lost the Corvette license and got it back in time for tracks? Maybe? Like, that's the only hmm. thing I could come up with, is that, like, whatever, like, release they have for the Corvette was not, uh, was not valid at the time of this figure. Oh, but, you mean yeah. you mean the timing of this guy coming yeah. out? Yeah, yeah, because it comes out right with the masterpiece. And given how apparently enough of these were produced, like these are produced already, that that that's a sound theory. I think like that that seems feasible. Yeah, it's the only thing I could think of because why else would it come out so late? Yeah, and like especially when there there isn't even toy. I I would assume in Japan there isn't even toy space for this right now. No. Yeah, it it would all be it would all be legends. Legends and Adventures. Yeah. Um, and also, I agree with... I don't know if I would call... I would call him at least one of the top two deluxe sideswipe, but, uh, like, the only problem with the Dark of the Moon sideswipe is, like, there is no floor. Um, otherwise, it's a... Yeah, it's a, it's a great sideswipe. Yeah. Um, I've never really been able to come to a decision between him and sidearm sideswipe. It's always really been, like, between the two. And then, like, neither of them I ever really want to compare to, to you know, Revenge of the Fallen's deluxe sideswipe because like there's something special about that toy in that it's like a, it's like pre-movie sideswipe and in, in how it was designed i really like movie sideswipe i'll just say that there's a lot about him that i, I really dug and I, I like you i'm hoping i can find a good opportunity on this one mm-hmm. i'd love to find the opportunity that i, I was able to take on uh, movie advance g1 wheeljack where i just saw one on ebay for sale before he came out for like 40 bucks shipped because yeah. then i was like all right sure <laughs> um i think i did one of those for soundwave uh soundwave i got at a bot con so and i didn't do that for him which meant i paid too much for him <laughs> but I, I really like that Soundwave. uh anyway yeah this yeah i think this looks great um I'm actually, I won't throw you down a staircase, because this is this is a legit cool toy, and I'm glad someone actually wanted to bring it up. Aaron, you're still going down a staircase, though. Sorry. It's that, uh, it's it that baby face. I just can't. I'm telling you, it's throwing me off, man. There's nothing to, you were saying before the recording, there's nothing to stroke. 
Yeah, I can't. I can't think. It's just. I mean, now, right now, it's kind of. I got just a just a tiny bit of stubble. You want to stroke hair, and all you got is handfuls of skin. Yeah, this doughy meat. You got to stroke <laughs> the meat instead. I, I got like Pump this it. one patch underneath my chin that's kind of itchy. That's probably razor burn. Did you? What did you? No, no, it's not razor burn. Okay. It's because it's in that. It's in that point of growth where it's just not long enough so that it settles. Oh, so it's pushing your skin around a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer. Well, dudes, friggin' the hot news of, like, literally today, Million Publishing announced their fresh hot exclusive for their next Million Publishing Generations book. And it's friggin' Runamuck to go with that runabout that came out a couple months ago. And then it's to make it a two-pack, they put him with Dogfight, the Sparkerbot whose name I keep forgetting. Um, man, only about three steps on that staircase, huh? Yep. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm super stoked about this because, number one, I love the blackjack mold and I love the idea of having both battle chargers done in that mold because that mold fits them so well. Number two, and this was pointed out to me on Twitter by a positronic woman because I was saying, yo, who did dogfight bribe to get in on this two-pack? Uh, and then it was pointed out to me, like, the redeco they did of Groove was another Sparkabot Autobot, so this actually completely fits together with that assortment of uh, Runabout and uh, Override, Override, Overdrive, mm-hmm. um, to do Run Amuck with Dogfight. It completely makes sense. And it does. Um, the only bummer about this is you gotta buy a book to get them. So it's two Legends toys, really nice looking ones, but you gotta buy a whole book, which I believe can be like around like 40-ish, 50-ish bucks. End of the day? I'm not sure. I'm probably going to try to get a hold of this. This might be a convention thing. But I don't know. Like, it depends really on how hot Runamuck is with people. Um, But I I think this looks super, super nice. Uh, And, like, the dogfight colors are spot on. feel really bad. I keep forgetting his name in his alt mode. Like, that long conversation we had a couple weeks ago. But, uh, Aaron, does this do anything for you? Or am I alone here? Is this why you just ignored it? Just walked away from it? I, I saw no it, but news today. I, I, don't, I don't know. They're they're kind of sucky toys. God, this friggin' wow! Look, look at this guy over here it's taking us. No, stance. I mean, how many how many versions of these two molds have we gotten already? It's not. This terribly... is the third one. Well, it's the third power glide. Fourth black uh, blackjack. Yeah. Uh huh. It's Combiner Wars. It's like hardly even going <laughs> that's near. Like, that's like the... one normal repaint. Yeah. Look, I'll give you the power glides, okay? But if you're going to tell me that they, 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 they did a runabout already. They got to do, do a runamuck. How, how do those fit into chests? Do they fall off super easy? I haven't got mine yet. It's in the mail. Uh-huh. It's a good toy. Blackjack is a good toy. It doesn't need to be a chest. I got I got a posse. They'll back me up. I don't I don't need your approval, Dad. Wait, you got rid of the mustache, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Okay, well, son, I your father don't need your approval. Uh, so I guess you're not going to be gunning for these then. No, uh, probably not. TJ, what about you? What about you? Uh, Lay- oh, that noise means that both y'all don't got no taste. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not attached enough to run about like 
I have I have the TFCC runabout and run amok. Like, these are smaller. They're completely different. <laughs> Get these. They're smaller. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> All right. No. More for I, me. <laughs> I understand. Like as an ex- as an exclusive, they need to pack in a little bit more, so they can't just run one like Legends class toy. Okay, got that. I I only barely get that myself. I'm kind of salty that they're. Well, the others are like deluxes, you know. I know, but well, like go small, with... go small once, you know. Like here, we'll just we'll <laughs> cut a hole. We'll have a we'll make a big book, and go we'll do that thing where we cut a hole in the corner to put the toy in, and then shrink wrap the book. Like that'd be cool, you know. <laughs> anyway, that's me. <laughs> I want to use the term "go small" once somehow. Uh, no, like I understand. Like, okay, the rest of theirs have been deluxes, and they're deluxes with like target masters. So, okay, let's make a release, and we have to, let's bulk it out a little bit to kind of size them up. Dogfight's way too obscure for me to really want to go. Oh yeah, finally a new dogfight toy. Well, that's just, it's coincidence. You see, he's a target master, and here's a secret. All right? Runamuck there can use his gun mode because he's got a 5mm hole in his hand. You can arm Runamuck with dogfight. Self-contained play pattern in the two-pack. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'll accept my Nobel Prize anytime. For toy marketing. That's right. Nobel Peace Prize. Uh... Nope, I'm, I'm good. All right, more I, I, for me! I, I will live in my dogfight-free world. Also, I only just now saw at the very bottom of our front page items collection of images, for some reason kind of shaded out, there's a picture, obviously, of Runamuck and Runabout, but then there's a picture of the two Sparklebot legends together, proving the point made to me on Twitter. I have no idea why I forgot that Override even happened. Overdrive? Override. One of those two names. The Rainbow Motorcycle. Um... Anyway, that's our new picture pick section. If any listeners got my back on that two-pack, let me know in the thread. If you don't care, I don't want to hear about it. I only want self-validation. Thank you. Uh, Kicking up the aggro. Getting us warmed up. Because Aaron. Aaron? 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 Yeah. Okay. BotCon 2016 brochure is online. Uh Uh-huh. Perfect timing. Uh, Let's do the good news. The trend of BotCon costing $10 more every year has finally stopped. And in fact, it costs $10 less than last year. I am doubly aware of this because someone was asking me on Twitter, hey, how much should I plan for? And I said, well, to be safe, plan for 10 bucks up on the ticket price. BotCon then responded to us saying, plus or minus 10, stay tuned. To which I said, yeah. Yo, but if he plans for plus 10 and it's minus 10, isn't that like a win-win? Shouldn't he just yeah, plan for plus 10 anyway? That's $20 <laughs> more in your budget then. Because you can't lose if you plan plus... If you plan minus 10, there's a 50-50 that you're going to lose. But Bakon doesn't reply to me. So uh, the good news is that the show is not continuing its uptrend of cost. And uh, kind of thank goodness. Like, there's plenty of good reasons why the cost would go up, especially last year with an entire pretender shell. Unfortunately, the state of Canadian dollar still makes me go, oh, God, because now a Primus package, 
499 for non-members. Let's just call it 500 because that's what it is. New Canadian dollar makes that unfeasible. Because <laughs> <laughs> right now, our dollar, like basically we add about a third and you get our Canadian dollar value. I don't want to do that right now because that'll make me sad. Um, there is one other uh, notable thing here. Before we do that, though, um, I was pleasantly surprised by the cost not going up. Aaron, were you expecting the cost to go up the same way I was? Um, that's just been the trend. So, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely with with you on the idea of like, hey, up or down. It could be either one. We'll see. It doesn't surprise me. I, I mean, I don't know... It, are they cutting something out or have they just found ways to to tune the process and get costs down don't know i wonder if using a bunch of combiner wars toys like smooth things out a bit that and not making like yeah a, a it's shell. stuff that's stuff that's already on the you know in the um the food chain yeah. so it doesn't require a, a hard reset you gotta have somebody find it it's like look we'll get done making these and then we'll kick out yours real easy and doubly so all but one head is a new head sculpt so mm-hmm. it, it seems like like and this is me completely hypothesizing feels like perhaps the choice of toys has allowed for a cleaner budget setup because you know, all these toys are in their hot molds right now like nothing has to be dug up nothing has to be really experimented with it's all it's all stuff that's warmed up ready to go um but there's also wording that caught me immediately when I read this, because uh, I, I, I wanted to read through the, through the brochure, see if there were any, you know, any more clues as to what the, the combined mode will be. I saw room to room trading where they said the opportunity to swap, buy and sell items from their personal collections. Well, this is your chance to trade Hasbro licensed products with other collectors. And that kind of made me go like, yeah, whoa, whoa. Yeah. well, that's a weird way to word that. <laughs> um, the harsher wording came later. And in the exhibitor section, since that's become pertinent, this is, I, I confirm this as best I could by posting it on Twitter and saying, is this new? Room to room trading has now been requested. Do not bring, please do not bring any items for sale during room to room trading that may infringe upon Hasbro owned intellectual property. Products that may infringe on intellectual property rights of others are not welcome on the premises at any time. Violation of this policy could result in expulsion from the event and hotel property. Uh, this is very new. Um, and I think it's super ugly wording, which has definitely become the focus of this brochure for a lot of people, because there's a way to take it. Now, there, a lot, basically, everything said in there, I have read enough justifications and reasons why it could happen that I feel like, okay, it's not crazy police state stuff. There's there's a whole lot of precedent behind a hotel removing you for selling things out of your room for a convention to ask you to not bring blah, blah, blah. So I think that on its very base level, the thing seems completely sound and probably could be written and put into a brochure like this without anyone being in trouble for putting it in there. But holy crap, it reads ugly, it reads super ugly. Um there's a whole lot of hilarious hypothetical situations I immediately thought of when reading that. Uh, biggest of which being, does this mean if I'm a botcon and someone just narks me to the hotel saying, yo, hot illegal toys in room 505, then does it mean like Brian Savage kicks my door down and comes looking around through all my stuff? Goes like, I got a report! Uh, I will preface, all these hypothetical situations will not happen. In fact, 
probably nothing will happen. Uh, as it always has been in the case of this ongoing uh, discussion in regards to BotCon. But uh, it reads real rough. Um, TJ, did you catch this in the brochure or did you just see like the screen cap or the quote going around when you first heard this? Well, I've got zero interest in BotCon anymore, so I didn't. You I were just reading the, the brochure for fun? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I had that much time on my hands. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, just, I, I picked up on it from Twitter. Just, oh, so, oh, oh, God, that's what's going on this. Oh, no. I don't like in the first place that the wording gets caught in like that because you do create this black market in the hotels and everything gets like super shady. Like, let's be fair, mm-hmm. there already was one. And this year, apparently, Agabus literally ran a black market in the in the hotel across the street, uh, <laughs> which which sounds like it was pretty funny. A lot of people are saying, like, uh, there's a fellow in, in the discussion thread for this uh, brochure who said he was working Agabus's official Balkan table and was saying, yo, go to the hotel next door if you want the hot stuff. And that, that sounds <laughs> hilarious. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, that, that here's the thing. There is a lot, of, like a lot of stuff about this. Is it already is happening? A lot, of, a lot of the ideas behind this, which perhaps is the justification and also the nullification of this, you know, thumping of the chest and rattling of the sabers. Um, but yeah, yo, it reads ugly, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Uh, now, granted, when you're at a hotel, technically you're at the mercy of the hotel to some degree, but usually that's not on someone's mind when they're reading a brochure about going to a Transformers convention. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh I, I I was having fun looking at the shell shock reaction of like You're gonna what? <laughs> um I just where, don't recall ever being in any kind of situation where like the convention I was going to had could go tell the, the hotel, hey, uh kick them out. So uh we we did by the way, full transparency, we had a lengthy talk about this thing before we recorded to kind of, number one, get all the super passionate, angry arguments that Aaron had out of his head. And number two, uh, just like bounce some ideas and, you know, share what we've read and talked about. Um, from what I understand, technically, technically, hotels don't like it when people go stay in their rooms and then sell mass amounts of product out of their hotel rooms. The room-to-room trading is BotCon's means of coming to an arrangement in their side of the partnership with the hotel. So there is a precedent set, uh, as was posted on uh, or by by uh, Jesse Knight Viper over on Sabertron, that the the main consequence of this could be they could nullify room to room trading altogether if they feel it is full of unofficial product, because they totally could. They could simply end that arrangement with the, the hotels that they stay with at future conventions. Um, so technically, like when you go and, and check into a hotel, you are technically signing forms or clicking I agrees. That say, like, yo, if the hotel does think you're doing something they would consider shady, they do have the right to remove you from their premises or enter your room, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's not like they're coming into your apartment. So they're if you if right. you can if you can take two steps back, and it is difficult, I understand. Th- like, it's not unreasonable, but you totally don't expect to read that in a brochure for a convention. Yeah. It is very uh a back taking, is the way I put it. Um Aaron. We, we we worked out our feelings. Yes. Um so on on this topic, um I I think it's something that part of what I believe has caused a lot of people to have issues is that it 
like like most things when it's not equally applied and consistently applied people get upset you know the 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 initial thing that came about was oh what was that the the Pasadena convention where there were legit knockoffs not what we generally think of as third party stuff but like hey this looks like a G1 Optimus Prime but it has a mint perfect box it looks a little bit funny but i mean that's still shiny lacquer on this it's this is brand new what was this a warehouse find and the guy's like yeah it was found in a warehouse sure that's g1 prime and then it turns out that it's not yeah that i think everybody can can agree on especially being sold that way is not right let me just throw it out there if 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 you you know if you want to have the discussion about whether or not third party stuff are the same thing worse or different than duplicate knockoffs of G1 toys or real toys, etc. It is my experience that conversation is not held by people who wish to have their opinion enhanced, enriched, or changed, for the right. most part. It's yeah. not a conversation that will take us anywhere. It is 90% That's... of the time loud chest thumping and declarations of loyalty to one cause or another yes that's that's all that that is a separate issue in discussing things um yeah in, like, like in, i just wanted in, in any format yeah I, I just feel like i feel like that's the, like when we were going to reference the, those pasadena duplicate toys like that's got to be kind yes. of mentioned like if like our language is knockoffs and third party that may not be your language but surely you can parse our language for yes. the duration of this so <laughs> That is, I think, kind of the the genesis of a lot of the issues that have been had, especially since the one table that was very bad about that was directly across from Fun Pub's big booth of their, like, hey, if you come in on the second day, you pick up your stuff here. Here's our at show exclusives that you can buy. Here's the T-shirt. Here's the messenger bag. Here's all this stuff. And it was right across from them, and it was brought up to them, like, hey, these guys are selling crap. And nothing was done. That was an Granted, island table, right? That, yes, that was. Yes. I still remember what it looked like. Holy crap. <laughs> because it had it had one half of it was these warehouse find, as I make big air quotes on either side of the micro, or microscope. Uh, what are microphone. you? Holy crap. Look, I can record with things. When you shave your beard. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the dark powers happened, all right? <laughs> um, so... You know, if, you know, that was kind of the start of it. And, okay, that's the first year they didn't really, you know, there there wasn't a really big grasp on it. And like I said, there was half of it were, I think what at the time we were kind of calling the, the lunchtime specials of like, hey, here's an Optimus Prime in red clear. Here's uh, Optimus Prime in yellow clear. Here's, I don't know, he's blue, There's maybe? toys that don't really exist. Yeah. So, you know, those to anybody that would know are are, you know, pretty obviously they're, they're gaffes, they're little fun things, but it was right across from everything, uh, right across from where, you know, the people that were running the show were standing and that should have been something that was shut down rapidly. And then it wasn't. And then you have, it was, you know, after this, that what is generally considered the third party scheme of, you know, it was, I think that might have been the, the year that we first saw the city commander. Something like that. Or right in that time frame where it started of these these companies that weren't Hasbro making Transformers-y things. And, and I, you know, 
the city commander and then protector, those things were like add-ons. You had to have the existing toy to make the new toys work. And I, I think those were kind of in- interesting things that were just kind of tolerated because you need the Hasbro toy in the first place. So that's got to be, you know, that still, if it you don't want to say it drives sales, it's still kind of covered. All right. And then it started changing and became, you know, what we're seeing now of completely new product based on 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 Hasbro IP and it's starting to become a thing. And then that became this effort of like, okay, well now we need to shut it down. And then it's the fact I, I think that gets a lot of people fired up. And I think it's it's part of what makes me not feel great about it, is it seems so erratic. Where, you know, I saw multiple reports of third party product of this IP infringing stuff on tables at botcon this year and nothing was done about it. So then it's the thing, okay, well you've made this big stink about it, but then you've not done anything. You've not walked up to that table and said, Hey, you need to pull this off. Or I mean they they have or, walked up to tables, but every botcon by Saturday, Sunday, at least some of that stuff is on tables. Right. Like and it's almost, something that, I would say almost without that, fail. Okay, if you cut if you come around, you know, Friday during setup and you say, hey, you can't display that. And the guy goes, oh, OK, I'll take it off and, you know, put it back in in our in our trailer. Then, you know what? You give it another pass through because, you know, those guys are walking through the whole time because they're hopefully looking for stuff, too. And they're still fans. And, you, you know, you should see it. And the guys that run the convention are in the know enough to be able to say, hey, look, you got to pull that. You got to take it off the shelves or we're shutting you down. And then the retailer is either going to take it off the shelves because they want to keep selling or they're going to stick to their guns and say, okay, then you're shutting us down. Either way, then I think that is the appropriate move because you enforce your own rule and you keep it that way. But when it comes out again and nobody says anything, then it's like, okay, well, we got away with it. So then that means that you're cool with us getting away with it. You're just having to say it to make the suits happy or whatever in the back. Well, then if that's the case, I think that they should be saying at least to the dealers and making it it known, but maybe not loud in public, like, look, this requirement, we've never been happy with it, but we are the Hasbro official convention. So in order to do that, Hasbro has these rules. And among these rules is no infringing information or no infringing properties. So don't bring them. Don't show it up. If you do, we'll ask you to leave. And like I said, you say that and then you honestly stick to it. And you know what? It would suck to see a big retailer say, fine, I'm not going, which has potentially happened in the past with retailers that haven't been at shows, that that that's potentially what the issue was. But it's never been said publicly before. But then... You see that, okay, this is probably the reason why they're not there. And then, hey, by the end of the day, Saturday, it's showing up. So now you've alienated a dealer, potentially. You've alienated fans, potentially, to no real impact. Well, I think I think to going off your point, like what we talked about before the show, like to me, I make fun of this a whole lot, partly because there's so much proof of this mostly being storm bluster and table thumping. Right. And uh, I have... I have trouble taking it seriously uh, because I 
I have been to like every every box. I have been to nearly every BotCon, barring one, during this age, if you will, of the fandom. Mm-hmm. And at one of the at one of the BotCons, where one of the very first ones, where one of the most heavy before this, uh, you know, drops of the hammer happened, uh, which we talked about at length on the podcast. And at the time, I was quite shocked because I. I didn't have as much of a, I, I was younger and didn't have much of a worldview or something. I don't know. Or I was tired or I was an idiot. Anyway, that same BotCon, Robot Kingdom bought ad space in the back of the brochure and covered it in third party toys. Yep. And at, and, the, at that moment, it was like the, the very notion that this was actually serious just dissolved. Yeah. And, and that's the thing of like, look, if it is such an evil that you have to, to control with kind of harsh language in in your your brochure not even not even like the dealers when you because they've got their own registration that gets that they have to fill out you put those mean words on that and you say hey this is our deal you may be drop a mention of it in whatever like okay well if you're getting the botcon room rate here are some things that you need to look at and you know it's a list and you say, hey, I agree to this, then it's been shown to you. You don't put it, you don't put the draconian words in your sales brochure. You know, on the brochure, you can say, you know, for the the first part of room-to-room trading of, of Hasbro's Transformers, and you grin, and you get on with it. I like this thing on page one, yeah. which I thought was a real cute way to do it. That's the thing that you put in the sales brochure because that's what this is. You're trying to sell the convention to people that want to give you money to go to Kentucky, the and wow. and do this thing. Hey, I, I I'm in Indiana. We're neighbor states. We you're allowed. You, you, uh, that's allowed. <laughs> Listen, we have a Kentucky. Okay, we could do this. It's like you saying something about Quebecois, but I don't because I have class. But then again. Why would you use class when you're talking about Kentucky? Am I right, Aaron? Yeah. Ah, oh, I can, anyway. I can participate. Uh. Anyway, <laughs> you know, you put that draconian language in something that has weight to it. You know, saying violation of this pro- policy could result in expulsion from the event and hotel property. That's not a cheery sentence. That's not something I I wouldn't put it in. A sales brochure, basically. Well, you, you and, don't have a business major, and right. I know, I know. I'm I'm just a person that has money that likes to spend it on things, um, and and that's something that that has that language there has no weight. This there's there's no signatures on this thing when you agree to it. There there's nothing that makes this weight count for anything. So you know if you put that on the registration. Yes, that has weight because you're you're signing it one way or the other to say like, hey, I, I agree to these terms. You know, if it's something that's hidden in five pages of legalese along with you hold blameless and identify fun pub if you have a heart attack on the premises, you know, then at least it's in something that has weight. Putting it here just is saber rattle table thump that seems so out of place and heavy handed when – it's already known that maybe you're shaky at times on on doing this stuff, following through with this stuff. It's just another case of like, hold me back, hold me back. I'm gonna kick his butt. No, no, you got to come here and hold me back so I don't kick his butt. Well, yeah, okay. Uh, hold people, me back. You better hold me back. The people it's clearly aimed at because you know I 
I feel like we could probably agree this is really just aimed at about three dealers. Yeah. Uh, the people it's aimed at are going to take it as seriously as they will the last bunch of times. The only yeah. people who are going to get freaked out by this are the people who would never get in trouble, that being average convention goers. Because let me say this with some... I'm going to say this as something I believe I would say with some confidence. If you go to BotCon 2016 and you have like a fans project toy in your backpack and you have it in your hotel room and a friend of you meets up with you and you say, hey, I'll sell you my fans project car man for 10 bucks and he buys it from you, you're probably going to be fine because you're not the target. Right. And I cannot imagine any reality where a convention would want to have the news headline on all the fan sites of, hi, I'm Jimmy 3P, and I'm the guy who got kicked out of BotCon for selling Fans Project Carman to my friend. Happily, this was all confirmed after this recording that, yes, this is all aimed entirely at a couple of dealers. So, hooray, I think. I don't think anything's going to happen. I think it's going to be business as usual, especially if now there's a one-year precedent of, yo, Agabus is going to set up another show across the street. Right, and then that's <laughs> the darn thing of, you know, you just set it up for, you know, again, if it's something that you have to agree to, all right, well, you know what? I'll pay 20 bucks more a night for the hotel room. I'm not part of the BotCon block. You've got the hotel trying to parse out, okay, are they in the block? Are they not in the block? They're selling something, but is this enough for us to warrant bouncing them from the hotel or trying to have legal action of removing them from our hotel for selling some robot toys while you're at a robot toy convention? It just just seems like that statement is giving undue headache to a lot of people for, again— What's going to be no effect? I don't see them bouncing anybody from the hotel for doing this. Or if they do, the the fire that's going to come from all the quarters of like, hey, they're they're doing this for to to, to do that saber rattle. Hey, how is yeah? How is this thing? Is like it's there, complete. The all the intentions behind this are justified, and I agree with most of the intentions behind this stuff, but. There's no good ending for, yo, we we threw them out of the hotel and people like, this is the thing, this is right. why I, I'm going to say, I don't know what they could do right. Because if they do fall, now, in 2016, if they do follow through, it's not going to be a good looking headline. It's just going to be a headline of, hey, Bakon kicked out these dealers. Yeah, and- but, it, but it's <laughs> something that at least I would have respect, maybe isn't the best word, but... If, if they said, hey, we're going to do this, and they've been saying, hey, we're going to do this for so long that nobody wants to believe n- – nobody's going to believe them until it actually happens. And then once it happens, you'll at least be like, look, they have teeth behind what they're doing. Yeah. You know, at, at least given the do it or don't do it, I would have to say that they'd have to do it. I, I, I At this point, they have to. It's right. Been to- it's been too long. Like Right. If, if they keep saying, oh, no, next year, oh, no, next year – you know, who knows what the next year is. And that's kind of a segue for something else. Well, I was just sticking on this a little bit longer because I, I have a few <sighs> other things I want to lay out. Because um, I want to say it again. Like, we said this before, and I want to clear it up by saying it one more time on this podcast. The idea of BotCon wanting no IP infringing stuff at the official Transformers convention is completely fine. 
It is yeah. utterly logical. Yep. It is it is completely logical. It makes 100% sense and why would you not want third party at the official Transformers convention? Well, why do you think it's their IP? They have to show that they're protecting it in some fashion. If you want third party toys, you don't need to go to BotCon to get them. Right. They're everywhere. Where do you think 90% of them are bought? The internet. Just like drugs. Go on the dark web and look for illicit transformers. Boom. There you go. Only instead of the dark web, just go to like one of our side sponsors. Um, there, yeah, there, there's to to argue to either argue at us or against us on the on the terms of whether or not third party stuff should be a BotCon. I don't think any of us really f- feel passionately it should be a BotCon. I think it's funny that it's a BotCon, and sometimes I get good deals on stuff at BotCon, and that's cool. I wouldn't be heartbroken if it wasn't because. At this state, you know, at this point, it's pretty clear, like, A, it doesn't need to be there, and B, it probably shouldn't be there. And and we're, if, I, if I'm to divorce personalities from the folks running BotCon, I have some empathy for what they're trying to do. Because it is a really difficult thing to tackle at this point when you have a history of yelling loud and then doing very little. That has, that at least it has been reported upon. When when the biggest story of last BotCon is, yo, Brian Savage was walking down a hallway and ripped a sign off a wall. Like, when that's the big news, when, when that's the gossip we're clamoring for on Twitter, I think something's super wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and, and in terms of being able to take this whole thing seriously. So I think that they, at this point, I, I, I am on the page of like, if you're going to do something, just freaking do it. Because that, to me, that's the only thing I can think of that would make any sense anymore. It's just like follow through, lose the business of one of these dealers or cause the big front page story to happen. Because as you said, at least we take them seriously. Yeah, that's I think what has to be done at this point, because it's, you know, so toothless that you see this, you're like, okay, whatever. And, you know, I, I. I say this frequently, even though my my character of I'm the guy that hates fun pub. I don't hate fun pub. I I think that it comes more from, you know, there's more fire and passion in that. It's something that I really wish did super well and didn't have as many stumbles as they do. And then when it's, when it's a stumble, like, no, look there, you were in the 20 meter hurdles. There were hurdles constantly. You ran straight into each and every one of them. What are you doing? And, and in my perspective, I'm a big-ass Transformers fan. I'm a huge nerd for this stuff. I, I hold Transformers in a much higher regard than most normal people should. And I want to actually have my old positive feelings about BotCon again, if it's going to yeah. keep going on. And I kind of don't. And yeah. missing BotCon last year, I kind of felt upset during Friday, Saturday... And then come the announcement of BotCon 2016, I thought, well, I guess that's an easy skip. And I feel super kind of sad about that if I think about it too much. Right. Because I'm a big dumb nerd who loves Transformers, and I want to be excited about our show, but my patience with the folks running it has kind of run out. I have tried. I feel really hard. And I think that it's like, I'm just, I can't care anymore. All I can do is point and laugh. Because that's what happens when I catch these news items. Should I just ignore it? Probably. But I'm super into Transformers, and it's the official Transformers convention. It's very hard for me to ignore it. Right. Because I love the franchise still. 
It's the official convention. It, it's a really dumb reason. I'm not going to try to say there's nobility or honor behind behind any of this for me, at least. It's just I love Transformers, and I really wish I could say the same about the official show. Instead, it's just this ongoing every six weeks, something's going to happen. <laughs> well, go, go into the, you know, this is the obvious segue, right? Which is, A, this is the first time in a long while there is no listing of a chance to win a trip to next year's BotCon. Yes. And B, Hasbro recently filed a, was a trademark for Cybertron Trademark or Con. copyright, whatever. We always get them wrong, and then somebody comes us and tells us how we, we use the wrong words. So thing we'll, say the, a, a, we'll say a trademarked copyright. The thing in the front page item. Anyway, it could mean nothing. But there there is, uh, it's. I mean, the thing that seems most likely is whatever the case, it sounds like there is at least set up for a plan B or a potential that perhaps BotCon's name will be changed or retired. And... For everything that we're saying, if BotCon is a name that is done in the next couple years, I will always remember it fondly, but I really wish I could be saying that about the latter chunk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, that was something that I I had to go to, like, Twitter verifications of because, yeah, there's no mention of win a trip to next year's show. I'm just going to cut in one more time. We went on for, like, another, like, seven or eight minutes talking about the whole thing about the lack of a trip to next year's BotCon being in the brochure and then the Cybertron Con thing and then a few days after this we got all that news about City Neon and whatnot with exhibitions so I think we'll just come back to this in episode 384 because a lot of what we were talking about here was going back and forth over hypothetical things under a palette of information that has shifted slightly shortly after we did it also we're talking about a brochure for way too long we have two listener questions first one is from Open Challenge it's short Open Challenge says, I've been working on a photo set where each photo consists of characters uh, of a character's G1 generations and Masterpiece versions. Going through the process has made me anti-rubber tires. I didn't have any crumble, I didn't even see any cracks, but they do seem strikingly perishable. Most of my G1 figures are reissues that aren't even as old as my Henke figures. I keep them in package inside footlockers stored in a closet in the house, has an adequate HVAC. So far, I have just noticed slight deformation, flared edges, and potentially crispy or brittle feel. If the figures were vintage, this would make more sense. Am I missing the allure of rubber tires, or should this influence me to purchase figures with more solid tires in the future? I want to quickly throw in part of my answer. There are two unofficial efforts lately, Ocular Max Sphinx and Non-F Productions Replacement Combiner Wars Stomachon Wheels, where they specifically called out they were going to have rubberized tires using a particular silicone that should be far more durable than basic rubber. What I would say is, having handled at least one of those silicones, um, get on, I mean, if you, you can only say so much as one person, but you know, get on people's butts and say, hey, if you're doing rubber tires, I want, I want you to tell me that it's made of a, a more durable, denser, stronger silicone base than you know, this stuff that's crumbling over here. That's just a little thing I want to throw out right away. But, TJ, you live in a terrifying climate. Have you ever had much experience with with rubber exploding or um i am actually quite fortunate in that all the toys i heard of that had rubber tire issues you know in your rid line you know occasionally Mm -hmm. in the alternator line uh mine are all still intact which maybe the maybe a nice humid climate keeps that from happening humidity is better for rubber than dryness yeah because the rubber dries out yeah, and this is a subtropic climate, so it's probably about ideal for preserving that. Uh, 
I, I think it's well documented. I'm not a fan of anything perishable on a toy that keeps its lifespan nice and short. You know, so like, no eggs? No, absolutely. This is why Beast Wars had no chickens. I hate eggs on my toys. It makes them smell funny after a couple of days. I, I understand. Like, I've seen a lot of those. I've seen, like, a lot of split tire cases, and it sucks. Like, the only appeal is that there's a friction to them, so rolling them is very smooth and very easy. Whereas, you know, typically a toy has to be pretty heavy in order for the plastic tires to actually roll well. In this case, I would just prefer the wheels not, you know, spontaneously fall apart on me. Well, I want mine to fall apart on me, so I'm going to stand against all your desires. Um, I don't want that to happen. Uh, Aaron, I was going to come to you for the science explanation of rubber and dryness, but it seems you dropped it. If it stays moist, it's happy. If it's, yeah, maybe not moist, but not well, dry. Yeah. I mean, submerging keep, it keep in it, water repeatedly brings other issues abound. Keep it waterlogged and it'll be fine. And actually, depending on the on the the rubber, it may be good to have some kind of like foil because it's the likely the the off gassing of of the moist components. That I... If you want to see some toy collectors talk a whole lot about oil to keep rubber alive, go look at some hot toys discussion threads about Batman. Oh, I don't doubt it. Those guys are kind of crazy, and by hey, kind of crazy, we... I mean real crazy. We made this six scale figure. We, we we replicated the material of the movie suit. Which sounds so cool until a few years later you start thinking, it's like, wait, those movie suits don't generally survive much beyond production. Or production. Some of those movie suits are like, <laughs> yeah, we need one a week. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, rubber tires, I think it's more just the fact that that's vintage. It's, I think, what a lot of the die cast people... You know, when when classics came out, I remember a whole lot of people were upset that like, oh, there's no die cast in these. How can you how can you call them classic? And it's like, well, it's like die cast kind of sucks as a toy material mm -hmm. because it's heavy and it's brittle and it's hard and you don't get anything out of it but weight. And at the time, it was cheaper to do die cast in some applications than it was to do plastic. And now that's not at all the answer. There are very few places now where, like, die-cast is the better way to do it. But, you know, if you need something that's like a, a big combiner's legs, yes, die-cast is good there because you want mass. But plastic is much easier to work and shape and deal with, and you can put the color right into it. So if something little happens to it, it doesn't go black. And you got to have die-cast and you got to have rubber. It's not a real Transformers toy. Man, back in those Trucks days, robots. When, back in, the, in those days when it was less about collector toys and just more about all the toys. That's some classic Transformers fandom. Yeah, it's old timey days. Um, I think yeah, rubber has this tactile thing when you roll a vehicle that kind of makes you know it's kind of fun. Um, when it's done well, it's great. But like there, yeah, there are so many things rubber can do that are irritating. Like say you have a dusty desk and you don't really think about it, you roll a rubber tire toy on it. Now the rubber's covered in dust and it's clinging. It's gross. Mm -hmm. um, don't feel bad if you don't get the allure of rubber, because there are plenty of reasons to not be into it. I say that as someone who kind of digs the allure of rubber. I like rubber a lot. I like putting it on me. I'm not going to say anything else. Um, we have one more listener question here from XL Hedge, which is a two-part question. Number one, 
Uh, is there a concept in Transformers media uh, that you wish they made toys of? Uh, me personally, I would love it if Hasbro and Takarotomia made a posable figure of the Megatron Ratchet Fusion Monster from the Marvel Comics. Wouldn't even care if it didn't transform. Heck, I wish a third party would make an add-on for Masterpiece Ratchet to turn him into it. And if you guys don't know, I mean, you probably know what we're talking about. If you don't, it's pretty easy to look up. At some point in Marvel Comics, Megatron and Ratchet got fused into one being in a very messy way. Um... And I, I totally would love a toy of that. I'm really surprised there are not... Like, that's the kind of thing that I thought would have happened during that... What was that PVC line that happened for SCF? Was it? Yeah. That SCF. Seemed, that seemed I like, could see this also have, having come about during, like, the hard hero bust. I could see that as a as a creepy bust. I think like, if, a convention-exclusive style thing. If that market hadn't busted... Then uh, maybe I was uh, I was waiting for you to finish that sentence for like ten seconds to drop uh, that one in there. You should have seen me getting all excited. Y- you sure you're not the the dad pun person there? Uh, I do have a mustache right now, technically. Uh, I feel like I've got an ice cream headache all of a sudden. Huh? huh? Just this sharp pain going through my brain right now. Cool, like the kids say. Hmm. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. Uh, Aaron, is there a, a Transformers media concept that you wish there was a toy of? I don't know. Um, I mean, if we want to go, I mean, we kind of talked before about missing toys from animated, um, like the Marauder Megatron. So like maybe the, the arc, um, Omega Supreme idea. If that more, falls more, into your 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 concept and media that a toy was made of. I mean that makes sense, but also I think more people have really got to prevent us from just going animated. Yeah. Holy crap! Do we all want animated? An, an, <laughs> animated had a whole lot of of threads that were put out there to mm. to have somebody pick up on. I believe um, then because for the most part, man, in G one, if it was a thing, it got made because screw it. That was a that was the time to make way too many toys for a line. And then when something didn't take, you just went ah, next year. Unless Th- it was they a don't do nearly as much now. Oh yeah. Well, uh, TJ, what about you? Is there something in Transformers media you really wish had received the toy treatment? You know, there's still part of me somewhere like in the back of my soul that still really wants a signal Lancer. <laughs> And I figure, well, we've got we've got a whole toy line now that's bases. We've got Fortress Maximus coming out. I could picture a little stoplight that could transform into a sentry thing or a little, like a little guard that could run around the base. Yeah. I don't know. It's like I always thought that was like his, this hysterical idea is just like aside from just like one of it's it's a. It's the one running gag Cybertron had is that there's a stoplight in the middle of the desert with no intersection. That made me laugh. But at the same time, there's something a little endearing about that kind of... Uh, I don't know, about that kind of character. And the fact that they like took the effort to design a robot mode and an actual transformation that worked. And then nothing happened. Yeah, like, I mean, 
there that that is so close to being a toy because there are at least like two different unofficial takes that were are in development at least right yeah i never heard of one actually coming out though no and that's so weird yeah like what what is it about the equation that's just becoming oh no wait there is a shapeways version that is purchasable so oh, shapeways yeah. yeah i mean it it counts um I, I i feel bad that i always forget about shapeways stuff I, at least I think there's a Shapeways version. I'd swear I've seen the Shapeways version. I'm know. not going to check. <laughs> I just know I've seen versions, but I've never seen one actually come out. And like, if this it was if it was like post movie, that's definitely something that would have happened because the movie the movie line is like the toys that gave us like Ejector, the the toaster got a mm-hmm. Transformer toy. Like yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just my like my Cybertron Galaxy Force love, but that's 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 the one I kept going. Man, it would have been a cute little toy to add to the shelf. Well, I I've got one since my childhood that I, I every now and then I keep remembering that. You know, it's still unanswered. Circuit Breaker and the Neo Knights were made to be uh-huh. toys. They weren't at all. Um. I still think they would be cool. They're stupid looking, but in a real endearing way. Well, the Neo Knights are. Circuit Bre- I'm going to stand by Circuit Breaker. Circuit Breaker is super cool. So I'd like to see that happen. <laughs> Drop the can! <laughs> uh, I have had it with this dunk. Question number two. With the return of Combiners and quote-unquote Masters, what if for the third part of the trilogy in Prime Wars we get the return of Action Masters and their vehicles? I know it's a bit of a stretch, but with all the callbacks to later G1, it would be cool to see them return, maybe replace the Voyager price point for the Lion, if not as separate toys. How about transformable Action Master characters that change into their respective Action Master vehicles? Thanks for answering. No click for you since it's been forever since you all actually answered a voicemail. Seriously, you guys, should just put on an extra episode together and clean out the vault. Uh, yeah, Aaron, um... Whenever you're ready, I mean, like, if you could just get the voicemails out, because... Tell me how to do it, and I will, man. It's always been on you to get those things ready, so I'm just saying that clearly here so that people send you the PMs, because I'm a helpful person. Yeah, he had them all cleared out and downloaded, but he stored them in his beard. No. Such short-sighted... Um, but yeah, uh, I just want to say, I think the action master robots transforming into their respective vehicles as alt modes is a perfect idea that should totally happen. I love that idea. Um, specifically that part, but more so to the fact of like, do you think that action masters and the vehicles could return? I would be super surprised if that happened. Yeah. Uh, I don't see an action master thing happening because then it's transformers that doesn't transform well we have a lot of those now to be fair we got titans we got whatever you know movie or but new rd happens you get all the the, the 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 titan has plenty of things that change form on that and then the heads come off and they're different things no no i'm talking about the giant soap bottle characters oh, that, that's entirely different those are big <laughs> those are big vinyl things that's while yes those like, dra- don't transform those aren't <laughs> That's not a mainline thing. That's was, your your I was side stars thing. for a second. I was like, "What is? What have I been missing?" <laughs> um, 
yeah, I mean, in, in a main line, I would find it difficult to see non-transforming Transformers happen when it's it's clearly a big thing that it's if it says Transformers on it, it either has to transform or it has to do something really justifying it, either being hell of cheap and character driven or being hex bugs, I guess. Yeah, what about Action Master Hexbugs? I forgot about Hexbugs until like just now. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so Aaron, you're you're thinking this this probably this probably wouldn't fit together. Action Master, probably not. Uh, TJ, what about you? N- not really. I mean, we're pretty much getting the play pattern in the Headmaster series here. Like, I was gonna say the, those little Titan Master basic things are are basically Action Masters, but the the little dude is a head. Well, well, yeah, even even in like the deluxe line, you still got like, yeah, it's the headmaster thing where it can be the pilot, too. So it's basically the same thing already. I don't like I don't know how they move on from here. I, I don't think it's the action master thing. Yeah, I, I would be I, I just I can't think of a way that that happens. Hmm. I mean, technically, they've had like action figure transformers in the past they tried it with the first movie line and it tanked oh yeah the rebel tech alikes whatever yep. they were the movie some other word that started with m yeah oh uh, i can't remember i can't remember what they're called yeah they, they were junk and nobody bought them and well no, yeah. everyone bought one because we were all so hyped then but then most people quietly disposed of their one it's like the it's like the purge or whatever that film is, you know. No one talks about it afterwards. I just watched the purge on Netflix. It was okay. <laughs> no, the only one anyone bought was Frenzy because it was the only good looking Frenzy. No, the the Fab was okay. Like, the Fab was okay. I mean, it had giant, giants, the uh, bulk of parts on it. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it, it turned into a boombox is the thing. Um, anyway, I think we've answered all the questions. So, do you guys need a break, or are you are you yes. gonna pull your pants up? No, pants are coming down. Zip. There they go. I I needed to see that. Yeah, we're gonna take a little intermission break, and then we'll be back to talk some what we got this week to close this up. So stay tuned and stay tuned. All right, if you got to do something, just do it right on the floor. Hey, we're back. Hey, Aaron. Yeah. I'm already having remorse about spending all that time talking about a brochure. Yes. Well, I we we have to keep the the public in mind or something. Are we though? Are we really? I don't even know anymore. You know, there I I would believe that there are people that listen to our podcast that are not as heavily invested in the 
Twitterverse and or boards and or whatever that maybe they actually do come to us for news. I don't know. If, if they're not as heavily invested in Twitter, are they not kind of better off in some yeah, ways? Yeah, they, they're the... definitely better off. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying that, you know. I'm trying to keep my personal epiphanies, you know, at a maximum here. Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to WTF at TFW, the everlasting midlife crisis. Um, speaking of that, we're going to talk about what toys we got this week. Ha! Uh, Aaron, did you get any Transformers this week? Yes, I did. Really? I thought you were some kind of some kind of dirty pirate I was going to have to narc on at a convention hotel. <laughs> nope. Uh, might as well, though. Um, <laughs> so, it is... I... It is the Legends, like the authentic legend size uh, Thundercracker and Optimus Prime. So these are not the legends that were the legend, the, the simple transformation packed with a transforming robot buddy. This is the $3, $4, $4, $4 like CVS pharmacy. Uh, this was actually at an Ollie's um, surplus. Oh, those! Those. So, like, the, they're Legends, technically, toys. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Um, right. Alfie and Stan found them. Uh, Nurse Midnight found them while he was here uh, the day before we did Extra Life and picked up a couple of them. And they sure are $4 toys. Yep. Well, they're Legends toys, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I like Legends toys. Yeah. The... The Prime transforms really well. The Thundercracker has an issue where his... It's actually a pretty involved transformation for being as small as he is. But he has one of the parts that makes the top fuselage of the airplane that is also a blaster on the back of his arm doesn't connect in well or there's a little tiny piece of flash in all of these little tiny pieces that come together. So he has half a fuselage that fits really well and then half that stands up into the air i recall the legend starscream of that era that's when they had the legends pistol megatron as well right reveal the shield legends i think i think these are different i thought that wait, those were what? just those toys but in, if wait, which which legends are you talking about the new big or the old, little the little 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 little, little. yeah what, yeah, what the, is now these cyberverse are, these are like easily hidden in the palm of your hand Okay. Um, yeah, I'm staring at that Thundercracker right now. It's remolded from that Starscream. But... Is it? Is it okay? Because I don't yeah. remember the the Starscream having the same. I I could swear no. that that Starscream was bigger than this, and transformed the the arms and legs differently. But well, I I don't know if this yeah. is the case with you, but when the new Legends Starscream and Optimus came out, like the the ones that came with Waspinator and Roller. Mm-hmm. In my mind, they began to really heavily mix in my memories of the the RTS Legends versions. Right. But I don't know if that's really what's going on here or not. Say, because at one point in time, I still had that on my desk, and that's actually, if you've been hearing rustling and thumping on my desk, I've been going through layers of stuff, because it's been forever since I've oh, cleaned stuff off the desk, looking for it. The man um, can hey, clean there, his face... The- there's the non-F parts. Aha! He needs to go on a toy. He can shave his face clean, but he just can't... Didn't you wish he could just, like, shave a desk? Yeah, How sometimes. cool would that be? Like, just a big, like... 
All right, desk is clean. Well, I could, but that that's just <laughs> called a hand uh, just straight across. Yep, that's just nope. Just like wiping your arm across it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's loan documentation. I hope that didn't need signed. But anyway, a peek so into the, the life of Aaron Smith. <laughs> Uh, for, again, for being four dollar toys, um, found they're they're pretty good. Uh, the Prime has a good transformation. Uh, that's actually really kind of close to to G one kind of style of legs fall down, arms have this weird elbow. It's cool. Yeah, but no, I that's... really think I have that toy once already. I don't know. I like that's... I like Legends toys. Yeah, they're always fun because this really is kind of the definition of the little fiddle former guy. Yeah. Um, but no, that's that is it for me for 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 transforming robots. Sounds like uh, there's something else that we'll get fun, to in a bit. Funs are oh, it's Fallout. Oh dear. Uh, hey TJ, did you get any Transformers this week? Uh, actually, I did. Really, you went in the future and got the Combaticons or something else? Uh, something else. I actually right. went to the past. Uh-oh. I, I decided to go catch up on a bunch of the imported figures that I had been skipping for various reasons. Uh, I had a pre-order in for uh, the brand new Adventures version of Frenzy and Rumble. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, until I noticed that uh, for about the same price, I could get the original versions with the deco that I like better. So I have the United version now. Oh, yeah, I remember I, I pre-ordered those from AmiAmi way back, and then it turned out that was the good choice because they became scarce for a couple months. Yeah, well, that's about the time. Uh, when when was it when we heard like uh, the U.S. version of Demolition Rumble got canceled? I think like right after the Japanese ones had come out and sold out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they went up. I remember they just like shot up super high on the aftermarket. No, like, okay, like, the stories I heard of them are true. They are rather finicky because of their little spring-loaded gimmicks. Yeah. And there's a few uh, positions that, unfortunately, the ball joints on mine are quite loose. Yeah, and you kind of have to not be a person who needs all the spring-loaded gimmicks nice and symmetrically locked up perfectly. It's my experience. Uh, I can leave them ejected. It's not a big deal. Yeah. No, but I, uh, for what they are, I think they're rather ambitious little figures. Oh, yeah. No, they, they are. Uh, I stand by those as, as really, really cool little toys. Mm-hmm. Hey, okay, so. All right. We've we've turned we've turned the cassettes into tanks. All right. Which we're about to do again, by the way. Yep. We're about to turn them into triple changers while we're at it. Uh, But I don't know, it, it, it kind of works for me. Like it gets all their. Like the silhouette I need, and I do think it is super clever to use the treads. Uh, using yeah, like using the length of the treads not only for the arms but to transform them into the actual pile drivers, which that was not something I thought you'd manage to work into a figure in the first place, let alone something that small. Well, that was that was the end. That was the end of that amazing Scout class era. So mm-hmm. I, I think they're also they they are standing achievements of just like how far that that price point went before it went away. Yeah, because that that little that little line of them went that 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 had some of my favorite in that size. Yep, like those were some really nice toys. Yeah, wind charger, um, breacher, sure, hubcap, 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 hubcap uh, 
damn near every single one barring like what was it scattershot and then the dune buggy guy like those two were kind of uh, weak scattershot yeah it's okay like it was, yeah uh, they, they weren't bad just in the context like they weren't like wow moments like nearly every other one was yeah yeah that was true god i remember the when that when that class debut like you know it, it started in revenge of the fallen the first mm-hmm. four of those i got stolen chinese versions months ahead of time before anybody else and like even like even then i was like holy crap these are cool toys this must be a fluke i guess and they just kept getting better man i love the scout class but th- that one that's the line that started weird because they had a biplane like oh biplane the- biplane was wave two biplane in the <laughs> biplane is wave two and the battleship were wave yeah. two okay I don't know, because in, in, my, in my little world, I had them first. <laughs> yeah, oh, they were so cool. I love those toys. Well, Grats, I, I didn't know you hadn't gotten the, the United uh, Frenzy Rumble tanks. Those are really cool. Yeah, that's in that little pocket area where I just kind of flaked on any of the import stuff. And I'm like, oh, it'll come out in the U.S. And then I learned how, how cl- many times a, that doesn't happen. How close we were. Yeah, many Grats. So uh, beyond those, uh, when digging through uh, Japan's Lost Age line, mm-hmm. uh, picked up uh, uh, what was the name? Dispensor. Oh yeah, that uh, is really cool. The weird lengths they went on the new <laughs> yeah. parts on that toy. Yeah, every new piece entirely to accommodate a 2007 deluxe. Mm-hmm. Like what frigging weird? I actually would say. I wouldn't recommend paying lots for that toy. It was a little disappointing <laughs> in the end of the day, but it is fascinating. There there are there are nitpicks to it. I will I will admit. Like I got to looking at the head sculpt. The head does kind of stand out as just it does not quite belong on this body. Well and the the, the cannon hand with the weird like completely proprietary connector to the arm. See, well that's not so bad. It's like, weird, though. It's like it's a little weird, <laughs> but it has to form an arm cannon because that's what he had in the movie. Yeah, but I, like I thought it was going to be like, oh, it'll just peg into his his hand. Not like his hand. His hand doesn't have a peg hole. I know. I forgot. So like it connects to like a transformation peg or something, and it's weird. It's a weird toy. And then if you stand him on his bumper, he's a vending machine. That was hilarious. <laughs> Like, I love, that's completely, pl- you can't stand him on the bumper because he tilts forward. Yeah. The vending machine is about to fall on you. That's right. He He's meant, he looks like he's meant to stand up, but you can't. No. He's almost the laziest triple changer of all time. It's a frigging weird almost. toy. No, but I like that the implication is there. Like, uh, it's kind of like, it's mostly for the robot mode. Just to have that shell that's hanging off his shoulders going, hey, this could have maybe been a soda machine. Yeah. Kinda. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like the vehicle, mo- like the, the way he transforms, I mean, that vehicle turns inside out. So it hides like just about everything. You can kind of get away with that. Yeah. And I always did like payload despite his yeah. big flaw that is real obvious. Uh, yeah. 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 The mile long plunger sticking out of his back. Yeah. I just call it his play handle. Play handle. So you use when you're playing with him, you fly him around. <laughs> Uh, no, I, honestly, like I'm, I'm fine with it. Like I've always defended the toys. One of my, it's probably my favorite of the drones they made in the first movie line. Yeah, and 
He's, he's a decent, solid figure. I even like that it's a big, stupid gimmick, but it works really well. Yeah. And I think that, um, I think he holds together better than Payload did, because I went, went back and revisited my Payload, and I forgot I had glued his, like, head plate onto his body. Oh, yeah. And I didn't have to do that yeah. with Dispensor, as I recall. Yeah, Dispensor is quite a bit firmer. Yeah. I did, man I did manage to pull it off, so I do know it's, like, the same exact connection, but it holds better. Yeah. Ah, yeah, Movie Advance, the original stuff they did for that was just so cool. Yeah. Like, it's just really creative. Just take that box truck and make the delivery truck out of it. Kind of, like, fake it to where, yeah, I, I guess it's a soda-shooting robot. Yeah. Why not? And beyond him, got uh, what should have been a very easy deluxe for us to get. I grabbed Stinger. Like, proper, like... Stinger Bumblebee Mold Stinger. Yeah, I I need to pick that up sometime. I'm I'm waiting for the right Mandarake hit. Um, I missed the pre-orders on him because at the time I couldn't throw down. Yeah, I had a I had a rough time on Mandarake the other day, so he he got thrown into the order. I I love the mold he's based on. Does it still feel all right? Um, I like the mold. Like, I intentionally skipped that Bumblebee thinking, well, this is the most obvious repaint they could ever do. And then they didn't do it. Well, they just did it in the wrong country, continent, region. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought that mold was was by far like one of the best Bumblebees in years. Oh, yeah. Like, it, like, it breaks I, the chain, you know? <laughs> I'd kind of I, I think I I think I would put the Dark of the Moon one a little bit better. I think it's just because there's nothing predictable about him. Whereas and it's nobody's fault, but like movie Bumblebee before the body swap, like kind of had to change the same either in his arms or legs, depending on what the toy was doing. Yeah. And and the AOE one really got to let loose. But uh, this, it feels OK then, like it looks all right. Good paint and everything. Oh, yeah. Like really intricate paint. It looks it looks really good. Like yeah. it, it has this really sharp deco to it. It's very like carnage the way it mixes red and black and does so in a way like the way i said it is it in no way makes me think cliff jumper yeah i think that that was kind of vital for getting that across as a different character yeah there's a, there's a lot right with that design it's it's a shame how he's probably the most squandered part of that movie yeah uh to the point where they still have him have a big epic showdown with bumblebee except since he never did anything it's hard to get excited during that scene. Yeah. I say that as someone who actively actually enjoys Age of Extinction more than the other live action movies. The most boring part of the movie is Bumblebee and Stinger having a prolonged fight at the end because the stakes are so low. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, all, all we ever heard of him was a pitch commercial. Yeah. So this guy that Bumblebee doesn't like and then Bumblebee, who in the fourth movie has kind of just dipped into homicidal maniac territory. Dipped? And it's like... I. Just dipped. Just, just, <laughs> you know how you get those those popsicles where they half dip them in the chocolate? He's like, he's, he just dipped the tip into into crazy. Yeah, let's let, let's let's ask Kelsey Grammer who dipped into the crazy murder territory. Not Bumblebee. Yo, Bumblebee had nothing to do with that. All right, he was on the other side of town. He showed up after it happened. I will defend my boy. I'm just saying. I don't. I don't think he's the one that went off the bandwagon here. Yeah. 
no uh it's in a, it's a really it's a really solid figure like i really wish they did that i like i i really like how it does the beast wars thing uh i've got a second head so that's gonna be my main one <laughs> yeah like it's all it's like just angry crimson wasp sculpt well, well, yeah, well, because they paint they paint in normal Bumblebee eyes green. So if you have if you don't have the mask down, it looks really weird. Yeah, like they're trying to like the deco's mm-hmm. trying to carry through and it doesn't. But you put the mask down and it's totally stinger. And how cool is it that they got that mask to work on that toy? Yeah, well, work. It, maybe it's just mine, but it's a really finicky little slide that that one's on. Oh bummer! Yeah, my I mean I got the I got the Japanese Bumblebee version, um, because he had more paint, and on him the mask worked pretty well. I don't actually know how it turned out on any of the other versions. That's a shame if it doesn't work too well because that's one of my favorite parts of the toy is that, like they they like when you have a deluxe movie Bumblebee whose mask works that that's what gets me like double pumped. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like it, it, it works, but mine takes a little finagle. Maybe, maybe I just don't know like how it's supposed to slide down. I'm forcing something the wrong way, but the finer aspects, the finer aspect. Oh well. No, my only real complaint is I still don't like the weapons. Cause yeah, he, he's he's throwing. Her, I I can't. There's no way you can spin that. I've seen. Oh, it's supposed to be like. They're ninja stars made out of like the hubs of the wheels or something like that. Oh, those things I just leave in the box. I gave up no, on those. No, no, he's <laughs> throwing like children's sheriff badges at his enemies. Like, yeah, those those got binned. I just they they try. I, I appreciate how they try to find a place for them in all modes, but they never look right anywhere. So I just leave them in the box because yeah, he, he has a gun hand already, right? Yeah, that was that was the other cool thing. Like the fact that not only does he not only was this like a bumblebee mold that had the transforming face, but he also had the the flip out gun arm. Yeah, like those 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 shuriken things serve no purpose. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I, I am happy with my evil Decepticon imports, and that's about all of my transformers were for the week. Well, I can update on my own evil Decepticon imports because I finally opened up Black Arachnia and Slipstream. Um, I think I like Nightbird the most of the three. Uh, as a toy, she's the one that can stand up the easiest. Although I'm going to say Slipstream on mine, at least pretty easy to stand her up as long as you know the basic wind blade postures for the legs that work. Uh, but Slipstream is easily up there with Nightbird. Uh, it's a very close toss up for me. Because Nightbird, I-, I love the whole package and Nightbird's paint job is gorgeous. Like, it looks beautiful. Um, Black Arachnia impressed me because my expectations were super low. Uh, <laughs> her build quality is actually better than my animated Black Arachnia toy. Um, and that took me a little bit by surprise. Um, the thing about her is everything she does is great. But the thing she does great makes things she didn't do really hurt that they didn't happen. And I'm looking at all you add on makers here she has ball socket elbows you could pop her forearms off if you make me a pair of big you know cgi beast wars claws to pop back onto those elbow joints i think the toy would like be lifted up like 100 percent because it would solve the silly thing of that you know that the old toy had where she's always palms up when you bend the elbows and then her hands would be like in the show and the rest of her already looks so much like the show 
So I really want to see someone do some uh, Legends Black Arachnia replacement forearms and claws. Um, I think those would be, those would be great and super easy to do. Now, let me ask on yours. Is there a gap through the chest? Uh, well, I, I man, Twitter was yelling for a whole day. Uh, yeah. I caught all the things about, yo, just push up harder. So I did. And it just actually worked. <laughs> but I didn't like pushing up that hard. No, no, that's the hardest I've ever had to push to get that to work. Yeah, and I went and tested that on my my original animated Black Arachnia, and that doesn't work on her. Uh, so there, and there's no so there's no context to do that. It seems really weird, and also when you do that, you lose a little bit of how. And I was surprised pleasantly by this: the ball joint connections of her boobs actually form a midriff that would be otherwise be missing. Um, and it's still there if you push them up, if you push the the chest up all the way. But uh, if if you have a little bit of a hole there, that stuff lines up way better with where her midriff would be. And it really solves the hourglass problem I thought I was going to have with the toy. That was one of my pleasant surprises. Um, and just the the joints on her. I mean, my black arachnia toy is also what, five, uh, six, seven. Very old. It's I got it back when it came out. Um, and maybe it's just like, you know, degradation from use. But I, I didn't think that, a, you know, a 2015 use of that mold was going to feel so tight in every joint. Um at least on my copy. So I would still say I think she's the the least impressive of the three uh, in terms of looks. But the thing she does right, she does super right. So just give me mm-hmm. some forearms with big lobster claws and man, I'll be happy. Um, also, yeah, the back of Slipstream's, the back half of Slipstream's head is unpainted, just clear plastic. And it looks frigging weird. Yep. Frigging weird. Um. <laughs> uh, I really like Slipstream's new arm weapons, though. That's a really clever way to get those things on there. Like the the, the two-directional angular slot for the uh, the little winglet on her forearm. That's mm-hmm. way cool. I thought it was going to be something more kludgy. Um, so, yeah, generally, I, all three of them are, I think, well worth your time. Just have... Go in realistically with Black Arachnia. She's, she doesn't magically fix any of the little things here and there on the animated Black Arachnia mold. Um, but it is really cool how that Black Arachnia makes for such a decent original Black Arachnia. Um, I've also got some unofficial stuff I could talk about. Uh, some review loners. Um, first of which being the thing I messed with the most today. Uh, this is a Keith's Fantasy Club joint called Double Deck. Uh, they put out a masterpiece-ish blaster. Uh, and this is the twin cast version uh, who comes with two cassettes. Um, Mandy... And Stinger, supposed to be Rosanna and uh, Stinger, the never-made cassette Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all come as a set for, like, 150 US. Uh, and you still get, like, an alternate toy uh, <coughs> comic head or whatever for Twincast. Uh, and you get the two trumpet hands for them, if you want. That stuff I don't find very important. Uh, this, I'm pleasantly surprised by some parts of this guy in that the, the for the package you're getting... It's a really meaty package, and this guy is packaged in his alt mode instead of his robot mode, so it's a kind of a small, compact box that's full of toy. Um, so you get, like, a tape deck and two cassettes. The cassettes are great. Um, Mandy is, is really cool, but has no waist joint, and I'm super surprised by that. Um, but uh, she turned out fine and comes with, like, three different head sculpts you can use. Stinger is really, really ambitious, and shows some clear improvement on KFC's part because all all three of those little legs are the tiniest ball joint stocks. 
and they don't feel like they're going to shatter. Uh, and, and like, he's basically a cassette that like shreds into strips that form into a scorpion. And it's really cool. Um, and it's a shame that right now you can only get him in this like $150 package. Um, I never messed with Transistor, their version of Blaster. Uh, Aaron and my mutual acquaintance, Geronimus, has spoken very highly of that toy, if I recall correctly. I, I, I played with that toy some. Yeah. Um, I never played with that toy. I just saw lots of photos of it. So this is my first time playing with a copy of that toy. It's a really cool design. Um, only bummer is nothing is feeling like so fragile it's going to break or anything. Like, like this is still overall a step up from that shattered glass box bomber that disintegrated a ball joint on me. Um, but this thing still feels just a little like it's fine, but everything could stand to have just one more pass over a fit finish and polish to be a little bit tighter. Um, like the hands being the saddest part where they're really good hands. Like they're up there with some of the really good KFC hands I picked up as add on parts for toys, which had great tolerances. And these are just like those, but they're ever so slightly looser here and there. Uh, and a lot of the joints on him, it's not, it's not so much that they're loose. It's just that they feel ever so slightly hankier here and there. Um, a lot of the joints actually feel like a lot of the smooth joints are real nice. Uh, it's just the ratchet joints have a little bit of crunch to them that makes me blink a bit. There's nothing wrong with it, but having just messed with X Transbot's uh, Masterpiece-esque Scourge, Andras, where that thing was like, X Transbot's, whose last toy I messed with was Masterpiece Shafter, uh, that Andras toy felt, build quality-wise, on par with a Takara Tomy Masterpiece build. Um... Double Deck still feels kind of like a garage kit step back from that. Um, but it's, it's kind of fun. Um, I don't know. How did, like, that, did I ever ask you, Aaron? Like, how did you feel Transistor felt? Uh, uh, he, he felt okay. Yeah. Like, like, did he feel like the way I'm describing? Like, fine, but... Yeah. He had a little bit of, of wobble on a joint or two, if memory serves. Yeah, but... yeah. Nothing that would be like I think, uh, I think that's what Geronimus said of like yeah I probably need to to tighten that one screw and then like I think there was another one that was like loosen it and and fiddle with something else a little bit but like you could still use that one last pass kind of thing mm -hmm. yeah double deck still kind of feels like that but I'm actually having fun playing with him and I don't feel like he's breaking when I'm playing with him so. It's not this huge stride forward I felt with X-Transbot's Andras, but uh, there's something to it. Like, I'm actually, I'm looking forward to, to putting together some coverage on the guy. His cassette deck gimmick is super cool, works really well, and I kind of like this dude because Transistor was metallic red, and I thought that looked neat, but it didn't really fit in with anything else that I have. This guy is done in flat colors as Twincast, and I've got this um, similarly scaled cupola chrome dome, and they were both in Headmasters together. Something about that works more for me. I don't know. And like the, the package deal of getting him with Mandy and Stinger as opposed to getting him with whatever Transistor came with, which I think was just like Rewind, um, is I find way more impressive. Uh, it's, just, it's a really it's a really dense box of stuff to go through. Um, so it's, I'm kind of digging it. I got to mess with him some more. Um and get get more acquainted with how his hands work. But uh, yeah, it, it's not going to... If, if you just don't want to deal with something that's got a bit of hank to it, it's probably not going to change your mind. 
But if you're okay with doing the tweaks or dealing with the, the extra little layer of kid gloves handling, uh, there's something to them. It's not going to be like, oh man, it's the masterpiece twin cast I always wanted. Because I actually don't know if anyone out there ever really wanted a masterpiece twin cast. But I'm kind of digging him as a package. Like he's 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 making his way onto my like list of like, this toy was fun. I might want to pick it up later. Uh, I, I like the transformation for how insane it is of like the entire front panel, like the the two the two giant panels of the front of the alt mode turn into a little like wadded up ball of mush on his forearms. It's kind of impressive to see how that works. So that's neat. And the, and the cassettes are, are definitely a highlight. Um, speaking of cassettes, you know what? I, so I was at a I was at a, a, a kind of local toy meet today. Mm hmm. You know what I picked up because I decided like, all right, you know what? I have the tools if things go wrong. So I'm just going to try this. You remember how my shattered glass box bomber had that ball joint disintegrate? Yeah. So I have the pin vise and the rods to go in and try to fix that. And I'm going to try that sometime, hopefully before the new year. I picked up on a, on a discount uh, regular box bomber. And this probably sounds like a really dumb idea, right? Let me just, like it, it was a really stupid thing to do. However... This thing's like night and day. It's not perfect. The The shoulder ball joints still have these these segments of rotation where they go ragdoll loose and then suddenly become tight again. But uh, the toy overall feels a lot better than the, I, I assume, lower run Shattered Glass Colors exclusive they did for that one BotCon. The experience of this has me kind of thinking like, do I want to try out their Steel Jaw? Because I got, I got the, TFCon, uh, the TFCon Steel Jaw. Uh, whose name I forgot, who feels real hinky all over the place. Is, is this just a pattern I missed with their cassettes where the convention versions were so low run, they just they kind of got farted out, but like the regular colors ones were more solid? I don't know. But this box bomber actually feels okay. I've been trying to play with them like basically for the whole recording. And I don't know. I love the cassette combiners. They are... Big time childhood toys of mine. So like I was like on discount, I really want this to work. And if it doesn't, I will frigging build him new hips. Currently, I don't have to. Um, my reasons for buying this toy certainly are not yours, dear listener, and probably shouldn't be. But I I'm real pleasantly surprised with how the regular colors one has like come together and not made me feel immense regret immediately. So I had a little bit of a weird Keith's fantasy day today. Um, but their stuff certainly is still just not cresting the way a, a couple other company stuff has super crested this month. Uh, anyway, that's all for my on topic stuff that I probably want to talk about. I don't want to keep yelling about things that I and only I here have messed with, unless you guys secretly have been buying KFC without telling me. I'm narrowing my eyes at the microphone. Nope. Yeah. All right. Well, I stay away from the fantasy chicken. Whoa. I don't th yeah, I don't have anything off topic to talk about. Um Aaron, you Extra Life went okay, right? Yeah, it went well um aside from me momentarily going dumb and forgetting how HDMI cables work. Um and no, it went very well. Uh I'm trying to think if there were any holdups or hang-ups. Um not really. Didn't get the day of donations that we'd necessarily had had seen in the past, but this year also seemed it felt a whole lot different than previous years. 
and I don't really know why. I think I definitely didn't do as much work towards trying to get donations as I had in the past because I hadn't figured out the life job scales yet. Yeah. But, uh, no, it went well. I made my goal. The team made their goal. Um, but I think almost and a lot of people within the team made their goals. So it was good. You can still donate if you're one of the people's like, ah, I'd love to donate, but paydays, you know, in a few days. Hey, guess what? It's been a few days. Whoa. All those links are still good until the end of December. And uh, we're still raising money. And uh, still a good cause. I mean, I can still link to your page if I do any more video you games. You this can. Year. You can. You can choose a different name, maybe. But uh, yeah, you can still. What's wrong link with and the name? And... What's wrong with the name? Oh, we don't have time. Well, are you talking about like your name on on Extra Life? Because I think it's fine. No, no, no. The the video. Oh, you mean my video game series, video games? Yeah. Yes. That. What's wrong that with that one? Oh, I keep throwing up in my mouth a little bit. Hey, Aaron. Welcome back to Video Games. Oh. I'm so proud of that. I was talking to Jacob about that. He was catching up with me on texts, and I was like, he was like, hey, that's neat, the video game thing. And I was like, yo, isn't the name so terrible? And he was like, it's perfect. I felt so good. Um, But yes, that's still a thing that you can, you, you can donate and try to help out children's hospitals around uh, the U.S. and in Canada, and uh, I'm hoping for next year to have not just the big thing, but three or four smaller events through the year. Uh, and you're going to get me a TriCaster, right? What does it cost to rent a TriCaster no for a couple idea. days? No Look, idea. you're a whole lot closer to be able to figure that out than I am. Yeah, but I don't live there. Well, like, if we were bringing you down to do it, you could probably bring the TriCaster with you. Have you have you listened to last the last episode yet? And not actively. It okay. was background noise. I'm probably repeating myself a bit, but I actually was... When you made that tweet, I actually began brainstorming in my head with just the equipment we have now, an OBS setup, and one webcam, and uh, and a capture card, like a, a an Elgato, to suck it all into OBS... Uh-huh. I've already begun brainstorming a way that we could probably have a really cool like 12 hour stream show. The thing is that open gaming could happen, but we would need to schedule segments before we start. Hey, that works. If we could schedule segments and we know that those segments could happen uh, and we can figure out five minute filler segments as we like swap cables to get the Elgato or whatever capture thing to get it all mm-hmm. into OBS. I have an idea how we could do something that could be pretty fun. Okay. How about something that we do at TFCon? That would be even better because then I don't have to like get a ticket over to wherever the hell yeah. near Kentucky you live. I mean, and <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that's that's the sort of thing that I'm thinking about doing smaller smaller events of you know where it's not 24 hours because you know there starts at at the 16 hour mark it starts to become a hard pull. Well, I noticed a lot of streams this year from the few that I check out have really begun dividing it up so it's not just 24-hour shifts. It's like, yeah. here's a 12-hour shift, here's a 6-hour yeah. shift. A lot, of the, a lot of the big groups were doing 12-hour shifts. Yeah, and I think it was um, for the better. Like, And yeah, because, man, you start hitting depletion. I mean, I had to take uh, about a half hour, I think, cat nap because come three or four in the morning or whenever it was, I was just out of it. I didn't get the opportunity to 
to catch and run on anything. And it was just, it was, it was a rough one this year, but, but we did it. Yeah. And for the kids. And... I, I think in general, like the whole, it was funny for a couple of years for it to be kind of, you know, the chest beating thing, the whole like, ah, we're going to man up and do this for 24 hours. But I think that like, yeah. it's a logical place for extra life to go as the years go on for it to be like, all right, we're going to have the, the power workers who do the 24 hour thing, but mm-hmm. that's the attraction. And we're going to have people who right. just do streams that are still trying to raise money, but just for multi-hour blocks. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, I think it's completely sensible. Uh, and doing something, you know, like a, just a couple hour block for, uh, in, in, you know, timed with TFCon could be super fun. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if it's just like, I don't know, like a six hour thing. Yeah. Uh, we could easily just do two, three hour segments depending yeah. on what it is or a three hour and, you know, one, 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 depending what they are. I think a Destiny raid makes for an excellent centerpiece to one of those things, yeah. given the, you know, the folks that we have showing up for this stuff. The having the hyper casuals do you know ply their trade uh, to close out a stream I think is a, is a fantastic way to to cap things off. Um, I know that's not precisely what you guys did, but you know the Destiny raid took place late in the day, and it's just it felt in my head when I was like event managing, you know fantasy event managing your your thing. I was like, man, ending on you know the hyper casuals pulling off some kind of crazy raid, just like have them playing, have a, a boom mic on them so we're hearing them clearly, but then have me and one other person who knows a lot more about Destiny than I do, kind of commenting while they're do you know focusing on the gameplay, so we still have like kind of a running commentary. Mm-hmm. I think it would be super cool. I even hit my desk when I said super. Anyway, there you go. Behind the scenes, look forward to it. TFCon, something something. Because <laughs> we recorded that whole conversation, so I guess now we have to do it. And Aaron's just like quietly braiding blankets to climb out his window. Yeah, no, I, I'm just thinking about two or three other things, and it's we're we're after the fact right now. Yeah, it's okay. Don't worry about but, it. Uh, other things that I've gotten, what I'd. Really, kind of hoped it would have been in, in time for uh, extra life was Fallout Four. I've been spending a whole lot of time in the wasteland. I've been hearing that that's a Fallout game, but a really good one. Yes, it is. Uh, like like many Bethesda games, there's a certain level of jank um, that comes along with them. Uh, things I've seen uh, a hovering dog quite frequently. Um, hey. One that doesn't necessarily follow all the rules of your gravity. Radioactivity, all right. Um, what else? I saw, uh, not myself, but uh, uh, some, another player uh, had had gotten, must have had just down to like a quarter of a hit point and then stem packed themselves back up, but they ended up headless. Well, that's what happens when you do hard stims, all right? So, uh, actually, that was a death claw. <laughs> And apparently hitting the uh, the stem pack at the right time, um, a whole lot of jank. But it's never. I've not had a game break. It was Alfie when she went to start her game. It locked up a at a certain point, and it turns out that that is a known issue across PC and both mm-hmm. consoles of making a second game tends to lock up the first one except for um, if you've power cycled. Uh, I actually just got a text message. Apparently she can hear me quite well. Uh, had, <laughs> had, an, had an issue where I was riding an elevator up 
and then all of a sudden dropped through the bottom of the elevator and dropped eight stories and died. And it was just like, Bethesda. No, no, this, the elevator broke, you know, and you, the floor, well, my, compan- my companion didn't fall with me. And as I looked up, the elevator was just fine. So the companion uh, held onto the railing and then repa- repaired yeah. the floor and was like, well, that's just, that's a shame. And, you know, continued on. But, um, no, I, I've enjoyed the game very much. It's, it's good. The, um, I think it drops you into the base building settlement building part of it with, little to no um guides to it so i've heard um because i it it's two perks to get everything that you need once you're already at charisma 6 i think which is quite it's a decent amount of investment to like be able to build all the stuff that you're looking to build you know you want to be able to have your own shops there well you need a whole lot of of uh, investment into that and just to get the the trade routes so that so all the junk stuff that you used to take to the the vendor, and then you started doing the math of like, oh, it weighs one, but it's only worth one cap. It's not worth carrying back. Um, everything now you can break down for components that you can use to upgrade or build new stuff. At, and so it becomes definitely becomes a case of like, carry all the junk. If it's not nailed down, you know, if a name pops up when you hover over it, you take it, especially if it has adhesive or cork or copper or crystal or fiber optics. Um, so if, gold, what? Sometimes. So what? What do I not need? Because you listed off like eight things there. I can't think of a thing that doesn't have a good use. Oh jeez! Like you get alarm clocks because they have radioactive material. There's a board game that you can find and pick up that has radioactive material in it, and you need that for like glow in the dark sights or for uh, like certain power armor parts. And so they've they've done a great job of having all of that have have some use to it um but it's a fun game if you like the bethesda open world like go out of there and find something open world games not the open world of like here's your objective and there are a bunch of different ways to go to it but just like you leave the vault and it's i don't know go that way you're 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 in the corner of the map when you come out of the vault on this one so you can really go south or you can go west but there's still a little bit of northeast that you're you can go south or you can go east, but there's still a little bit of northwest that you could go to, maybe, until you hit the border. I don't know. It's, Just go go, go find the story. The, the impression I, I am to understand is, like, the shooting and everything also feels a bit less like an like dice rolls you, are happening. You could almost play it as a shooter. Yeah. Um, I don't know why you would, because you get bonuses out of using the VATS, which the VATS doesn't freeze time. It just slows it down dramatically, too. So you can't just tag it and be like, oh. Um, but yeah, because that's where your critical stacks up is when you have successful VATS attacks and it fills up a criticals bar and then you can say, Hey, you shoot a critical now. So if you're fighting something bad and mean, you can get a free crit hit basically if you've let that bar charge up. And then that's where the mysterious stranger shows up. I caught, I caught that in a video and I have no idea what he means, but he seems pretty cool. So the mysterious stranger is another perk. Uh, that comes from Fallout 3 in New Vegas of All just right. randomly this mysterious stranger will show up and super shot whoever you were targeting. Well, then the fun thing is, is one of the companions that you get along the way is uh, is like a, a hard-boiled detective. He's a noir detective finding lost children and whatever and wearing a trench coat and everything. And when the 
mysterious stranger shows up. He's like, oh, did you see that? That was a mysterious stranger. Hey, come back. He's gone. How does he do that? And then you find later, like, you go to his house and in the in the detective's house, he has all these case files of different cases that he's working. And one of the case files that's hidden is the one on the mysterious stranger. And it, he, fo- he follows special people or something like that. And so it's like, it's it's an interesting way of like, no, look, it's just this random thing that pops up. <laughs> and, or is but, it? But then they, they've made it this, oh, exactly. It's this thing that's like, you know, it was just this weird, goofy thing that somebody put in there that 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 has stayed in there. And now it, it's a thing that other people recognize and happen. That's cool. But I'm, no, I'm going to play that game for sure. I, I hope you do. And I hope you do it soon because it's a fun game. And you can like also talk about all the, I, I found a couple of loose power armors out in the world. And, but both of them are missing the right leg. So I don't have a second complete set of power armor yet. Yeah, I heard something about Gog having like six suits of armor in his garage yeah. now. Yeah. Because he's been playing, he basically has been living in the wasteland for the last little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm worried about him. Um, yeah. I think he, he may be getting into some radiation poisoning, and I don't know if he has enough right away. I mean, man, Fallout Day was pretty funny too, because I know more than one person who was like, yeah, I'm calling in sick today. Oh, I was I was really close. I I wasn't feeling great in the first place. Oh, so you could have legit on that day, and I was like, man, I, I really want to play fall. No, I, I, I got to go into work. And, oh, yeah, I have a four-and-a-half-hour-long training session stupid thing to do as well. But, man, I was really close. But then, I the- sit- then I had somebody like, oh, I thought you were going to come down with the case of the fallouts today. I was like, I really wanted to, but responsibility and having food. This means the wasteland must have tasted even sweeter once you arrived. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, grats on the fallout. Grats on the the extra L. Um. Anything else you want to talk about, or should we move on? Uh, I think that's it for me. All right. TJ Omega of the things you are able to talk about. <laughs> you have anything off topic that you can actually share this week? Let's see. Uh, I got someone a Christmas present that must remain a secret. All right. I I got something for next year's Metrocon convention, which must remain a secret. All right. I got a ton of blind boxes I can't open because they have to be opened on camera. All right. I'm done. Woo! Yeah! Um, efficiency. For all the people who ever complained about the off-topic section. Efficiency, <laughs> I believe, is the word that I used when you mentioned this <laughs> during the intermission. Um, yeah, I haven't got really anything off topic of note to talk about right now. Um, I'm, uh, I'm pretty much done, I guess, for this episode. Because I still haven't opened my Batgirl. I will do that. I will do that at some point. I do have an off topic thing I'm saving, but it's special for Seth. So, uh, I guess if that's that, then that's the podcast for this week. So, uh, yo, thank you both for joining me. And thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with some more talk. We're going to have Seth back next week unless, like, his face explodes. So hopefully it doesn't. And uh, we'll have more Transformers to talk about, ideally. I would think by next week, there must be at least one more piece of news that will drop. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, thanks for staying tuned and whatever. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
f*** it means, but you got some badass perpetrators now here to stay.